Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's time for another splendid episode of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at 30 Rackway, the beautiful Buckatorium. Fantastic New Windsor, Illinois. COVID-free New Windsor, Illinois, as far as we know. <laughs> and uh, we're all here. Uh, anybody coughing? Anybody coughing? Get the hell away from me. I'm Steve. There's Doug. Howdy. Eric. Yo. Kurt. What's up? How are you guys feeling? I feel great. Anyone got a fever? Not yet. No, no, no buck fever. Got the bush light. Not yet. We got we got a few months. <laughs> yeah, to get to that. <clears throat> turkey fever. Hey, dude, I'm starting to get turkey fever, dude. I've right. never had turkey fever this I'm hard. Not. If we get if we get like full quarantine during turkey season, it's going down. Hey, oh boy. There's I bet you I still like, want to shoot one. Eric, you wouldn't want to shoot one. No. I think you, I, I think you would want to though. No, I just sit stuck in the house. <laughs> it's like I love I love your hatred for turkeys, man. It's so entertaining, but I relate oh, to it a little bit because I ride the line. But I think I'll go to a video be of Eric killing turkey and just like, fuck you. I did it. <laughs> I still fucking hate turkey. <laughs> I'm, I'm just upset beat, I actually did this. Just beat the shit out of it. <laughs> Eric goes no like, reason. Eric goes full, full bro at a bar. He's like, yeah, I knocked that motherfucker down. I'm like, calm down, Eric. Good God. All right, just go back to hating turkey. Jake, bro. bro. Settle down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bro, you smoked the Jake, man. He had a limp, too. <laughs> he had one leg. Limpy Jake. Um, the podcast is present. I'm cutting right in. See what I'm go. doing? Yeah. The podcast is presented by. Tell me, Steve. It's presented by HHA Sports. <laughs> I'll see if you're paying attention. No, because I was checking my phone because I thought I was getting blown up. Okay. Uh, no, nah, you never are, bro. No, no, that no, doesn't no, happen. Not, not go, at all. Go no. to sleep, brother. What's your sleep, favorite brother. thing about HHA? Uh, other than Scott Bakken, uh, <clears throat> the fact that all the sites are made right here in America, Wisconsin specifically. I love the durability of HHA, man. They uh, they put up with a lot of shit, and uh, I'm especially to back it with a lifetime warranty. Yes, uh, and I'm kind of I'm kind of reckless with shit, uh, kind of on purpose, just to 
prove a point and uh you gotta put it to the test you gotta put it to the test and that hha is held up very well and i'm probably gonna bust that uh bust that rig out tomorrow and get some shooting in yeah i think i (laughs) just i just uh eric and i just made an executive order for the podcast so you got to bring your bow and we're going to shoot for a half hour before every episode if you don't bring your bow go home see for hha sites i'm the opposite i'm like when i bump into something like joe dirt's like oh did i hurt you baby (laughs) (laughs) i'm like that too though because you can never be too careful but yeah. they're bulletproof, man. When, oh, yeah. I watched my dad dive, like, straight dive onto his HHA in Colorado when we were elk hunting. Ooh. And I was like, ooh, we might want to check that, and it was nuts on. When I shipped my bow to Oregon, I, like, was so nervous oh, about yeah. it, and I it was bet. dead nuts when I got there. When well, I, everyone's good. done that walking in the morning when it was pitch dark out, and you slip and fall, and your first thing that hits is your... Yo, is yeah. your sight, you know? Or, like, ball. when you're pulling your bow up yeah, to your yeah. stand, and it clinks off oh, everything. Yeah. Clink, like, clink, clink, clink. <laughs> When I site. when I went to Oregon, I get out there and the two bow hunting guides that were out there they're like, "All right, let's go out and shoot a few arrows and see how you are." And I was kind of like, "It's kind of like a test, a little bit, yeah. I think." Like, what? Like how, test you? Like, how good is he? What are we working with here? And, well, first for me, I'm like, hopefully my bow sided in. So I did a twenty just to make sure, so I didn't send one into the into the back forty. And <laughs> money, didn't, you didn't think it like at the shoot where you were shooting. I had it at a hundred yeah. and shot at twenty. Yeah. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> and then I went back to sixty and put one in there like just money, like it was just on. I was just shooting good, you know. And they're like, "All right, well, okay, we're good now." And now <laughs> we know. I'm like, "Yeah, what's up?" No, no, I didn't do that, but I I quietly walked off. I was like, "Oh, this is great for me. This looks." You don't good. say anything. You just walk away. I'm just like, Psh. like, oh, bro, this never happens. Leave the arrow in the target. You're gonna remember me. <laughs> Keep it. Like, why? <laughs> you, want me, you, want me to, you want me to sign that one for you? Or like, man, this guy sucks. <laughs> what a cocky asshole. <laughs> Keep it. <laughs> that that's awesome. Actually, uh, the podcast. Speaking of my Oregon hunt, I went there, out there with Loophole. The great people from Loophole. We did a couple podcasts. Had a ton of fun. Great optics. I basically lived through the lenses of loophole stuff, and their sunglasses are hitting like any day now. Yeah, available, and those are killer. I need nope. a pair because uh, um, uh, the sun's too bright, man. I got nothing better to do than stare at the sun. Yeah, Light off. Future's too bright. Just wear them inside. <laughs> uh, the podcast is also brought also brought to you by Thermoseat Victory Archery. We're all shooting the Rip TKOs. That might change up this summer. I'm not sure what we're going to switch to. Uh, I like the Rip TKOs. I have no problem <laughs> shooting those. The new ones are dope, though. See, yeah. I might, but they got that new new coming out. Mm, new, new I might have to take a peek or, and listen to that podcast. They, uh, um, SS's or something? Podcast also brought to you by Elite Archery. Oh, yes, it is. Mm. I'm excited to shoot the Cure. Mm. We were a little insight. You know, Right now, we're all shooting rituals. We're probably all going to shoot the Cure this year. Steve, you might shoot the... You were talking to Larry. Larry was saying you were interested in the Ember. Yeah, I was kind of looking at the Ember. Uh, I I did like how the Cure felt a little bit better, but I was a big big fan of the uh, the Ember um, grip because it, it reminded me of the um, oh I'm at the Enlist. It, it had the same grip as the Enlist, and keep in mind that that Enlist everybody was like, oh that's kind of their budget bow, and it had just a, it, a real it's like the built in rubber grip. Well, so. if you like the feel of that, then that's what you like it doesn't right. matter how much a deal how much it, it is exactly yeah so and i was like well and that's why i said i was like that don't matter and i wanted to shoot the ember and i liked it but i do like the the cure a little bit better but if i could mess around with uh with them a little bit more we'll uh we'll see well i'll tell everyone this we were supposed to give away a bow at the trade shows that got canceled and for now i think what we're going to do we're going to do an online giveaway and we're going to somehow i'm not sure how we're going to do it yet but if you don't already like us on facebook i do that and I would subscribe to the podcast. You shouldn't do that anyway. Come on. 
Yeah. Um, but we're going to be. I hope so if they're listening to this. Oh, yeah. I mean, they could have stumbled maybe, maybe across not. it. But it's your boy. I don't know what they do. It's your boy. Um, podcast also brought to you by Lone Wolf Custom Gear. Use code WCB at everythinglonewolfcustomgear.com. And, I mean, it's a leader in mobile tree stands. Truly mobile, truly designed to be a like a setup that works together on your back. You go in streamline, you go up streamline, you kill what you need, you come down streamline, and you have a good good trip to the taxidermist. Um, I honestly, it's it is a game changer if you hunt public land, if you hunt a spot where you want to be in a different spot every time, um, or you know if you just like to switch spots every few sits, you can do that too and run out of them. I just hit the I just flip the switch. I've been watching way too much TikTok yep. lately, dude. I'm sorry. Should have rot your brain. <laughs> it does. You might as well huff gas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I signed up and it does rot your brain. Dude, Doug no was kidding. on TikTok for like it's hours. A dark hole. Sucked in. It's a dark well, uh, hole. Big time oh, Joe. He's on uh, He's on TikTok like nobody's business. I'm, a, I'm avoiding it like the plague. The podcast is also brought to you by Big Time. Joe Humphrey is famous on TikTok. Yes, um, he is. We will be all planning Big Time food plots this spring and fall. And the Iowa boys, which is everybody in here but me, will be using the supplemental feed. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. including happy hour, which I've drank before. And I'll tell you what, there is no cherry flavor about that. It is salt. <laughs> um, Hunter's Blend Coffee. Love it. I got to double check the code. I heard our code didn't work, but we got to get it going. Maybe they dropped us. I don't know. And we're giving them a free plug. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, laughs> they could have done that. We'll see if we get our coffee this month, huh? Um, also, Old Barn Taxidermy. And man, my antelope's back, and it looks real nice. It's real nice. Hey, was that a public land antelope, dude? I kayaked in on the prairie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on a little, two, on two a little fly, creek. <laughs> yeah, two fly tires on your mountain bike. It was a puddle. <laughs> I kayaked through it. Kayak three miles and then skied in another uh-huh. four miles. Yep, yep. <laughs> he yep. did that Uphill like both ways. Yeah. The only problem was like my antelope was just small. That's the only thing I wish I could have changed. Yeah. You know, but that's on me, you know? It's bigger than any antelope shot around here. Apparently, taxidermists don't do that. No, I'm like, dude, add four inches on each side. (laughs) It's no big deal. Just do it, you know? And they didn't do it. So I was a little upset there. Um, No, I'm kidding. But, no, it looks great. I got my two bucks there. I'm excited to get creepy back and my other ten. I got just a spot for them. Oh, there you go. Um, And can cooker, because I cooked ribs in that motherfucker the other day, and god damn. Were they good? Oh, man. Let me me tell you about it. Put your ribs in there. Mm-hmm. And whatever seasonings and barbecue sauce you want and all that, you put it in there with a little all rack. the fixings. All the fixings. You do fixings. what you want there. Yeah. Be creative. Have a good time. Put a beer in it. I don't care what you do. And then you boil it or boil it, seal it up, and basically get it to steam. Let it steam for forty five minutes. Pull it out. Broil them for like five minutes, mm-hmm. and put some more barbecue sauce of your taste on it. Oh, Lather geez. it on there. Holy shit! Paintbrush. It just Paintbrush your mama. You wouldn't want to. What do they say? Slap your mama. It just makes you want to right hand somebody's grandmother. Oh my god, they're that good. Yeah, it's like, bro, you just slept my grandma. It's like these are ribs. We're out of this world. I ate the ribs and I got aggressive. (laughs) I was like, why am I mad right now? Because these are so good that someone needs to know about it. Somebody needs to get knocked out. How good these motherfuckers are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that shit happens in Memphis probably every other day. Oh, that's that's, (laughs) people get slapped left and right there. (laughs) That's why. That's why there's so many shootings. (laughs) If you have good barbecue, you got to light somebody up. I don't know. Hey, when you got wet ribs, you want to make someone's t-shirt. Wait, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> God damn it! And this is why we are who we are—the dumbest podcast in hunting. We are, but scientifically, you know who we didn't uh, cover, and this is science. This is going to help your ass right now. If you guys don't have scent crusher gear right now, with this bullshit going around, 
Bro, dude, yeah. telling you, you already have the corona, then probably. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> I, you dude, might I'll as well do. quarantine your ass because peep the last episode. Yeah, had a good convo, Dan Drake. There you go. I'll just go out there on record and say it. If you want to catch COVID nineteen, as what the technical term is, don't buy any scent crusher. But if you want to avoid that, if you want to keep your family alive, uh, this is just uh, opinion, <laughs> right? Here. At the time of recording, we can't say that it <laughs> we can't. It kills COVID nineteen, but it does <laughs> kill H one N one. Flu viruses, germs, and I'm about about to plumb my unit in my furnace. Just get that whole home, you know. Dude, I got mine the unit from one of the bags in the bathroom, the studio bathroom. Oh yeah, and you can get the uh, the the one deal that hooks up to your washer and dryer. Um, Check it out, washer through. Yeah, but uh, I got the boot one. Yep, that thing's dope. Don't scraper rubber boot. I need boot. the boot one too. Yeah, it's, a, it's champion level stuff. Um, tell, tell you Jesus. what, and they got more new products coming down the line. We'll talk about that a little more. But anyway, Steve, you got a veteran shout out? I do actually. Why do I say actually? I'm supposed, that's part of my job. I do have one. I was gonna do one um, with the Dan Drake episode and the Clint Castro one, but I didn't want to be the. I didn't want to give a lame veteran shout out oh, just by myself because. I'm just. I feel like you're a little more patriotic than me. Not that I don't appreciate them, but I feel like. <laughs> well, I do have a mullet, so. I mean, Exhibit A. Yeah, I, I have a mullet and a bad credit score, so I am very American. Yeah, I love this country because I can get away with shit like that. <laughs> you probably eat fast food just a little more than me. I eat. Yes, I eat my fair amount. I I I bet you'd be sickening how much fast food he eats. It's bad, dude. If you eat Culver's, no one judges you. Yeah, that's, you know that's what that? I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? The amount of pizza triangles from Casey's that I have in my truck. Are that's just, acceptable. Hey, Casey's, what's up? Sponsor hey. us. Yeah, come on. Where are you guys at? By <laughs> the way, did Bushlight you? Won't. Doug had to sit in the back seat because there were so many pizza squares in the front. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, his truck was dirty. Well, well, no I, shit. Well, yeah, what do you <laughs> yeah. expect? Pretty, hey, all I'm saying, if Casey gross. sponsored us, only thing I'd ever eat or drink would be only shit you get at Casey's. Oh, yeah. Can confirm, by the way, that... Uh, Steve lost my GoPro in his truck for like six months. It was buried under a bunch of... <laughs> yeah, a bunch of shit. I'm like, dude, Casey's. You, you, can, you can tell, like, so you know how like you got like layers of like rock that people can like geologically tell? Like, well, you just look at the date that the pizza was going to be unfresh by... Which, I mean, that pizza lasts for, like, three days. Don't ask me how I know that. But, like, yeah, when I found it in between there, I, that's why I knew where I lost it. That's fair. Anyway. You dated it back. Yeah, anyway, can confirm they did used to sell, uh, and they still do, hunting licenses. Somebody messaged me. Oh, and they said still they, do? Uh, yeah, but it's like, uh, they said it's like the ice cream machine at uh, McDonald's. It, it, it never works. Because mm, I don't want to do it. Probably. Anyway, the vet shout-out this week is uh, Russ Klein. <laughs> Russ. Not like the singer. Um, and this is sent in by Miranda Epperly. If you guys know who Miranda Epperly is, yeah, uh, this is her boyfriend. Who's that? Oh, good old Russ. So, yeah. yeah, great dude. So she, uh, he was in the Navy. She says, "My boyfriend." Ugh. No, no offense, Russ. I love you, to death. Served in the Navy on the USS Abraham Lincoln. Uh, we listen to the podcast when we're in the car together and think you guys are all good shit. He's not a bow hunter himself, but sat with me when I got my buck this past season, hoping to get a bow in his hands this summer. And, uh, That's awesome. Why they put a cowboy on a bike, dude? dude I think about that every day. <laughs> oh, every day. So let's tell I the story about my Russ. Fucking ass off so when we're telling it. So oh, yeah. Miranda <laughs> is a buddy of ours. She, we have a mutual friend, Wade from Gator Outdoors. Um, awesome people, good, good people, people you want to be surrounded by. So she was telling us, telling us the story. Um, you know, Russ went there as a non-hunter, he, but I mean, of course, he's open to it. He right. knows his girlfriend's oh, into it. Shit, yeah. So he gets the ATA, and if you've never been to ATA, when you walk in, there's like giant banners like you've never seen, like banners the size of your house. house. There's yeah. banner like it. The, the displays, the advertisement is unreal. The amount of money people spend on ad is crazy. 
well, I guess there was a picture of Jim Shockey, you know, classic Jim Shockey, Shockey look <laughs> on like an electric bike, you know, that you know the Big Rave, whatever brand. And he didn't. And of course, he doesn't know who Jim Shockey is. Right, mm-hmm. he's a legend to all of us. <laughs> and I guess he's like. Why is there a cowboy on a bike? <laughs> and thinking about it as a non-hunter, it's like it's fucking what? hilarious. It is so funny, it's hilarious. But they, and I guess everybody that was with him blew up on him like that's Jim Shockey. He's like a legend in our industry. But if you didn't know, you'd be like, why is there a cowboy on a bike? Like it's <laughs> right, justified. Yeah, right. But what do you people do again? I swear, I have li- ever since she told us that story, I have thought about that almost every day since yeah. and laughed. She told us that story bit. at the Iowa Classic, and we all yeah. fucking oh, died. It's fucking great. That is so <laughs> funny. Because I mean, why not? But but thank you for your service. Yeah, Ryan. thank you for your service, <laughs> Russ, and thank you for the laughs that you have yeah. provided. He is uh, he's super good. We shit. just roasted a veteran while. <laughs> I'm, but I'm sure he's laughing because it's funny. She makes him listen to this shit. And he's, I mean, he got to know us. We first met him at the Illinois Deer and Beer Fest. Yep. And then got oh, yeah, to see him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was going to say ATA is when we met him. But and then yeah, we saw him at ATA. And then uh, and then yeah, he's at uh, Iowa Deer Classic. And man, it was a uh, good dude. It, yeah. he's, he's a good dude to get to know. So thank you for your service to this country and uh, get a bow in your hand so you can uh, come to the shoot, which is June twentieth. We got to get them too in studio. Yes. They definitely need to come look up some Jim Jockey videos. Yeah, well, that's not my help. Black Jockey? Black Jockey. I got some oh, really old Jim Shockey VHS. Oh, boy. They're great, man. I love Do them. Do you still have a VHS player? No, I got to get one. I got to get one. If anybody's got a VHS player, then we'll send it to You can still buy them. Yeah, they're expensive as fuck, aren't they? I, I think know. I have one Amazon that, that shit. somewhere. Do you use it ever? No. You know what I'm going to do? Watch old pornos. When I've, oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so nah, your your dad, Marv's collection that was in Hog Barn? Nah, I lie. Hog Barn? What was the name of a porno company, Hog Barn? It's just a bunch of Iowa girls. It's like the Iowa hey, girls on the corn stocks. Like, times are tough, man. Right <laughs> dude, it's start quarantine, man. Yeah, but, dude, I'm, I'm super happy about the times being tough because, dude, I can't wait to all like the huntresses. Like, they can't go out in places, so they got to start OnlyFans, and I'm like, yes. Fans only? Isn't that no. meme with Adam Sandler? This is how how I win? <laughs> no. What is it? <laughs> it when all the it was a uh, MMA meme that follow a lot of fight pages, but it was like when all the fighters aren't making any money, so they have to start OnlyFans accounts. And it said, "This is how I win." And had a one of Adam Sandler's characters. I don't know which. Oh one. I don't god! Watch no, I, I, I got to see that, dude. But, I'm, but my plan is when I finish the garage, I want to get. I'm putting a TV out in the garage. I'm going to make a big display of all my old VHS and DVDs I have. Oh, nice! So I want to put that out there. That way, when we're out there drinking beer in the garage, we can play like old school Drury and Monster Bucks and Jim Shockey DVD or VHS and shit. Oh, those are classic, yeah. dude! You yep. got to. I'll, I'll try and find like the old VHS, like the rewind. So if you actually got it, and you don't use it, Doug. I will take it. I'll have to look, but I'm pretty sure I got one. Should we get on with the episode? We got to get Mr. Justin Czar. I do. Uh, I do think we should. All right, let's do it. All right, on the uh, on the phone with uh, with us. Ooh, excuse me. Yeah, you're doing great, man. Let's go ahead. And great start. <laughs> you're doing oh great. man, I got the, the coronavirus in my throat. Uh, on the phone with us, we have the uh, lesser half of bowhunting.com. We got Justin Czar. What's up, dude? Oh, you know, just hanging out in the dungeon. I call my basement slash home office slash prison. I guess these days. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, awesome. You installed so, so, bars. So you're with there. a wife and kids, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my kids sound like a herd of elephants up above me running around, which is amazing for such small human beings. <laughs> but yeah, they're uh, they're all here. We're not going anywhere for a while, I guess. Yeah, you gotta love it. Hey, at least you got that sweet sweet stimulus package coming, baby. Hell yeah! <laughs> I got an I got an antelope hunt to pay for in August. Hey, oh, there you there go. You go. 
put it towards conservation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Anybody out there? I'm just curious. Uh, if you had 1,200 bucks coming your way and you were looking for an AR pistol, which one would you get? Uh, for, I'm asking for a friend. That's fair. You better pay rent first, you idiot. Well, that's it. You got to pay rent. Well, Justin, welcome <laughs> no, to the podcast. They're, they're forgiving rent, dude. You don't have to pay rent. Right oh, there now, you go. So right. Don't let these guys. Drive hey, landlord, dry here, buddy. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, that's fair. That's fair. That's right. Trump said so. <laughs> Justin, thanks for coming to the show, brother. Or you didn't really come no problem, here, buddy. We had plans for you to be in studio, but the whole deal. So this is how we got to do it. Um, yeah. But thanks. That's a thanks for wanting to drive to our studio. Um, I really did want to. It was on my calendar and everything. I know. We planned ahead like a month ago and all that, and we were all excited. And then I'm like, hey, hey. Well, I checked in with you like two weeks ago. And I'm like, hey, we're still good if you're still good. And then like late last week, I'm like, ah, yeah, we should probably phone interview this one. <laughs> yeah. So when they said like, don't leave your house unless you need to get food or you're dying. Yeah. I was like, I'll call the Pretty governor. Much. We'll make it. We'll, we'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. But, but uh, Clint Fawcett is welcome anytime, even during a pandemic. Just saying. Oh, that guy. He's always stealing my thunder. Yeah, we podcasted. Was that an Iowa Classic last year? Mm-hmm. And then it we was, all went yeah. out after. It was a good time, man. It was a fun time. Yeah. Well, anyway, man, thanks for coming. Tell the people who you are if they don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm just a guy that makes everyone on the Internet hate me, I, I suppose. Uh, I <laughs> guess if I, if I had to put a words to it, you know, I – unofficially or officially help run bowhunting.com and then co-host the Bowhunter Die show, which we just completed our 10th season of, which is freaking That's insane awesome. to me. Thank you. It's been a decade, which is just crazy. Where the hell did that, that go? 10 years. You guys are the OGs, man. That's That's a long haul. Yeah, that is a long haul. I mean, we started... Like the first year we started, it was us and, and Winky at Midwest Whitetail and Grant Woods with Growing Deer. We were all kind of like the three, all started the same year, you know. And now here we are, and everyone's doing it now. Yeah, is <laughs> um, is that kind of annoying to to see that? Not or or really. what's, what's no, your thoughts I, on it? I've always been a believer of kind of the high tide raises all ships philosophy. Yeah, and I know? like that. And I think, and I think over the years, as as people have given more credibility to the the whole online thing. You know, at first they were like, oh, you're just online, right? If you're not on TV, you're a nobody. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, some of the biggest stars in the world now are freaking YouTube personalities, right? Yeah, so I would I argue that, that, bigger than TV personalities. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I mean, the whole – our society has just changed. And it's cool. I mean, it's cool to see all the new – I mean, the fact is, like, I'm not as young as I was. You know, I'm freaking married and I got a house full of kids and – other responsibilities in life. So what happened. Yeah, I don't. Ten years happened, man. <laughs> you know. So I think it's you know it's cool to see the next generation of, of people that are picking this whole thing up and making it bigger and better than it's ever been. Right. You know, I think that's freaking badass. Even though it's it's annoying sometimes when you feel like you're getting your ass kicked by the younger generation, but it is what it is. We right. all get old sooner or later, right? Oh, yeah. For sure, yeah. I, I guess it's kind of as long as no one's trying to rip off exactly what you're doing, like per per everything you do, then sure. it's like, yeah, they're doing their thing, man. I mean, what they get out of that is what they get out of it, you know. That that's the only time I have a problem when I feel like someone's trying to just take your recipe exactly and just yep. try and duplicate it. It's like, man, we're we're creators. Um, so I mean, that's going to cause a problem in no matter what industry, but. It's, sure, uh, but yeah. now with and so I mean, many people, man, it's hard to do something original. Well, and that's the thing. There's only so many ways you could slice and dice a freaking hunting show. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've seen almost every angle that there is to play in this, in this world now. So I think a lot of it just comes down to the personalities on the show, mm-hmm. you know, is yeah. really, I mean, it's like, it's probably like any, cause reality is like, we are doing reality television. Yeah. People watch reality television for the, the personalities of the people that are on the show. You got to like the people that you're watching. For so sure. thanks. Thankfully there's like 10 people that like me. So now, <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, yeah it used so to be like a hundred. That's how we got. That's basically how this podcast got to be set up. I texted you. I'm like, dudes, what do you do to the internet? Because <laughs> I, I'm scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or something. But what what I saw was someone shared your post and made a caption of like basically you being an idiot. <laughs> and that, was, that was a really good meme somebody made. <laughs> I laughed my ass off because I was like, because I, I know how knowledgeable you are when it comes like, obviously with the, the bow hunting. Well, you've been around for ten years doing yeah. online stuff. That you've hunted forever, I'm sure. And, and yeah, and you review products, and you you've been doing this, and I just laughed because I know you, and I'm like, that is hilarious. <laughs> I appreciate the troll factor a little bit too. So why don't you go ahead and explain what you said, and then we'll just conversate on it. Yeah, I, I want to give this some background context. Okay. By the way, that's fair. I mean, so, so I will be turning 40 years old this, this year. I'm 39 right now, right? Mm-hmm. So the internet was coming of age, like, let's say the late 90s. So it was my late teens going into my early 20s. Like, I've been on the internet. I've been on message boards and forums. Like, before a lot of these idiots that I'm fighting with, like, have been even around, yeah. right? So, like, and I've been arguing with people and trolling people since before trolling was a thing. Like, we used to go into <laughs> AOL chat rooms and, like, yeah, troll yeah. people in chat rooms and think we were hilarious. So, like, this is kind of just my personality in general. Right. So, you know, a couple weeks ago, I, I don't know, I was scrolling through, watching some videos and seeing some posts. And I think where a lot of this came from was, like, our own Bowhunter Die Facebook group. You know, we have about, I think there's like 60,000 people in there, and it's like trying to manage 60,000 kindergartners sometimes, <laughs> you right. know? And, you know, every time somebody makes a post about arrows, and they're like, hey, I'm thinking about this arrow or that arrow, or all of a sudden everybody's concerned about how much their arrows weigh, which I'm not saying that people shouldn't be concerned about it, but the minute that you bring that up, it's like there's this whole group of just like weight Nazis that like descend in and they're like, if you're not shooting a 600 grade arrow, like don't even go hunting. Like you need FOC like out your nose. Otherwise you're not an ethical hunter. And those guys just like, it just infuriates me. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with shooting a heavy arrow. In fact, I would prefer everybody err on the heavier side than the lighter side. But it's just the the tone of these people, like telling you like, (laughs) You shouldn't even be hunting unless you're, like, doing it this certain way. Just, like, completely absurd to me. Right. So I made a meme. <laughs> I think it said something along the lines of, like, it was a hard-to-swallow pills, yeah. which is a great, like, it's a great format for a meme. And the hard-to-swallow pills said something like, uh, you should worry more about your shot placement and less about how much your arrow weighs. <laughs> right? Which, to me, makes sense. Like, it's more important to hit them in the right spot. 100%. You know, it doesn't, I mean, that's just so a statement I'm, fact. So I, I posted that with my own, of course, other caption that said something like the 600 grain arrow people are now officially more annoying than the saddle people. Because the saddle hunter <laughs> crowd, like, <laughs> they were the people that were like, dude, bro, you got to hunt on the saddle. And, right. and what I love about the saddle crowd is, like, they all realize how they are. So there's a lot of, like, now they do, though. Now they do. There's a right. lot of them kind of 
poking fun at themselves, which I think is great. You got to have some humility. Oh, you of be course. Able to- to laugh at yourself. Everybody does, man. Well, so, just to let you know, make you feel better, Justin. We we joke around about the saddle community for a long time, and we have gotten some layered, thick shit spread over us because of it. But I'm like, I had to get on the podcast and be like, I am kidding about this. We're this joking. is a fucking joke. Like we do this. Like guys in our yeah. crew are hardcore saddle hunters. We like we've done it. We it's we're joking. We're making fun of everyone when we joke like this. So. It sucks think, that you have to do that, but you got to do it now. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think it was Kurt that brought it up. Like when you do this, people like if they fit that mold of somebody that you're poking fun at, they automatically assume that you're talking individually about them. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like yep. like this dude is slamming me personally, so like I'm going to go on there and just like talk mad shit, like personally <laughs> talking, like. All of a sudden, they were ripping on like me as a human being, right? <laughs> and they were like, you know, you're a you're a fat old loser that goes to concerts and you're annoying. Like, <laughs> so wear affliction like, t-shirts. You like, still put concerts on your story. Is, like that stuff's all true, uh, but damn, dude, I don't even know who you are. Like there was guys that were just ripping me to shreds, like on my personal Facebook page, and these are people that had friend requested me through the years. Like I don't know who these dudes are. They're just probably just people that have watched the show and friend requested me on Facebook. I literally have no idea who they are and they're just trashing me on my own personal page. Oh, and I was that's like, well, amazing. Like, dude, I never asked to be friends with you. Like, if you don't like me, then, then leave. I yeah. mean, I'm cool with that. It was just, uh, it was insane. It got shared in a whole bunch of like well, face, different Facebook groups and shit and I had like... Dude, you I were getting roasted up. <laughs> Which, if anybody knows me, like, they know, like, I don't let it bother me. I think a lot of it's hilarious. Publicity. Yeah, well, I just think it's funny. I enjoy a good roast, right? I mean, what I enjoyed about it so much is that, like, you didn't backpedal at all. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not at all. Yeah, I mean... well, when I feel like I'm right, I don't. I'm not going to backpedal, right? I got to stand my ground, man. Well, I I do appreciate that a little bit because now people are touched about a lot of stuff really fast, and oh yeah, just with our vibe in general with the podcast, like we talk shit, we're shooting the shit, we don't really mean most of it. Like we're half the time when I say some shit that's like, ooh, I'm saying stuff for a rise out of people and a reaction, (laughs) not that I actually believe in it too. But sure. what I have noticed, the guys, like the heavy arrow guys, the saddle guys, the kayak guys, the public land guys, not all, I'm generalizing here, but a lot sure. of them are guys that have five years or less experience and have killed minimal animals. Have you have yes. you put that together as well? Oh, absolutely. And and you know what? I hate to knock those guys because like, you they can't are knock the next up and coming generation of hunters. And there's a couple dudes out there that are killing it. They're doing a good job, and they haven't been hunting very long. Shit, there's some of them that are killing more deer than I am. So good for them. Right. But you know, it annoy it does annoy me when they come in and they act like they have, you know, many many years of experience and they've seen it all and done it all and they know everything about everything. Right. And it's like you know, from my perspective, like when it comes to arrows, it's like, dude, people have been killing deer with 400 to 450 grain arrows for decades now Dude. and we've proven there's been millions of deer killed with them just fine like yeah i did it for all, probably 12, de- 12 years with right. probably yeah. under 400 grain arrow sure almost every deer on my wall that i'm looking at was killed with a roughly 400 grain arrow and it's just as dead as any deer killed with an 800 grain arrow like yeah. dead is dead is dead it doesn't matter how far your arrow goes on the other side it's just oh it just right. infuriates me these some of these like, people. well how far'd your deer go mine only went 20 yards 
Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, what <laughs> it's still <laughs> dead. Well, my arrows was stuck, you know, through a tree. It went through a tree. And then hit the deer. Then hit the deer. I shot to a tree and hit the deer. What all this is, the original um, situation of what we're talking about is the broadhead argument. Or maybe there's one that I'm not realizing or thinking sure. about. But, you know, sure. and, and it also kind of goes to that a little bit. And if we want to dive into it, I'm willing to. But. It's the broadhead deal. Well, fuck that broadhead. This broadhead. And I'm I'm guilty of it along the way a little bit. I have broadheads and I'm like, I don't use them. I had a bad experience, but I'm not going to tell Eric, don't fuck that broadhead. Yeah, don't don't buy it. it. I'll tell, I'll be like, Hey man, I didn't have good luck with it, but you might, but you know, maybe I shot a doe that was quartering away at an awkward angle and I hit her fucked up. That was my fault. So now that just but that, now you're trying to blame it on the broadhead. Maybe that could be right. You know, there's a you lot that plays into that. You know, certain broadheads are better than other broadheads, probably. But shot placement, you could kill a deer with a not that I'm recommending that before people fucking blast me. But you could kill a deer with a field tip if you your shot placement's on point. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in yeah. the in the head, right yeah. in the head. Yeah. Right between the eyes, right in the brain. You know? <laughs> hey, not that not that totally change subjects or uh, shit on saddle hunters. But do you think of saddle saddle hunters? Uh, Go shed hunting. If the antler weighs too much, are they not going to pack it out with them? Uh, yeah, it's kind of curious. So, so, so Todd, <laughs> I got drill some Brad, holes in it first. Yeah, yeah. Todd, Todd's big into cycling, right? Like he's a spandex wearing bike cycler, <laughs> which I mean, kudos to him. Like he's in way better shape than I am. He's not sitting in his basement drinking a beer right now like I am. You're having um, more fun though. But like, but like in the in the from my understanding, in the cycling community, there's a a, a bunch of people that are like Uber concerned with weight right mm-hmm. and like how much all their shit weights are very they're like the saddle hunters of cycling <laughs> and in the, in the cycling world they call them weight weenies that's, oh, that's what they're, that's that's what they're known as and i've always felt like now that we have weight weenies within the hunting community like we should adopt that name they are weight weenies Ooh, because they're okay. worried that's about, a good t-shirt these are the guys that are like cutting down their climbing sticks to save like six ounces drilling holes, drilling holes and everything <laughs> that they own and like, dude, I, I can't carry a buckle. You want me to have a buckle on my strap? Dude, that weighs four ounces. Yeah. I'm going to take all my buckles off and I'm going to hand sew some bullshit strap in my basement. <laughs> I'm going to use Velcro straps <laughs> from now on. <laughs> right? because, of, because it saved me 10 ounces. And I'm, yeah. dude, I'm packing in like, like two thirds of a mile, bro. Bro, like, he's. <laughs> well, my favorite is, my favorite, so this is a subcategory under these people as well. And I'm sure we all fit, every one of us could be put in some category somewhere. Like, I'll own that. The, the mile category guys, the dudes that uh, they're, I was nine miles in on public ground. I walked 48 miles for that shed. Like, but nine miles deep. Do you understand how far nine miles is to be nine miles away from public access anywhere? You're public hunting in Iowa. There ain't no track that big, dude. That's what I say to everybody here in Illinois. Like I was two miles back. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I know where you're at, and if you walk two miles from the parking lot in any parking lot, like you're off the public. Did you park your truck in town? <laughs> it's like, bro, you were parked at Casey's yeah, a half mile out. And go in. Well, I, I left my house on foot, so yeah, <laughs> your car's in the parking garage or what's happening here? <laughs> I, I I throw those guys in with everybody that always says that they're hunting 30 feet high in a tree. Everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, dude, I was 30 feet up. I'm like, man, where I hunt, there's very, very few trees that I can get in and be 30 feet up, number one, because yep. they're just not that big. Number two, even if I got 30 feet up, I couldn't shoot jack shit because <laughs> yep. of how thick the canopy is. Like Most people get up 20, 22 feet, and they're like, yeah, this is plenty high. And I think 
a lot of these guys that are like, yeah, I was 30. I've heard guys I was 40 feet up. And maybe if they're down south and like a yeah, 40s stretch, bro. <laughs> but like, yeah, like nowhere in the Midwest. Like I have, I've, I've hunted a lot of damn tree stands in my life. And there's probably a count on one hand the number of them that have actually even come close to 30 feet. But yeah. that seems to be like that, dude. I'm, 30 feet up otherwise that's the one up stage and i have one tree stand that i we did we started doing a vlog and i walked up on i haven't hunted out of it in years eric hunted out of it with me it's one stand that's a touch over uh 30 foot high and i don't know if i'd ever get a i was higher than that (laughs) but it's funny in the vlog i'm like yeah that thing's up there i show the i show the stretch up from the ground to how high it is i'm like yeah oddly enough never killed anything out of it (laughs) yeah so it just it's i think it's just too high i don't know but um yeah, but, but anyway. for the record, I think saddle hunting is is actually kind of cool. I'm gonna I am gonna try to to do a little bit of saddle hunting this fall just to try it out, see what all the hubbub is about. I'm not against saddles for crying out loud. Everyone's gonna rip my ass again. All the saddle bros of the world, um, <laughs> they should. I'm in the, I'm in the process of acquiring a saddle. So when I get that thing, hopefully I don't kill myself with it and I figure out how to get up a damn tree. And yeah. if nothing else, I'd like to give it a try. I don't know that I'll For sure. be a convert, but you can't really knock it until you try it, right? Well, you know what's funny? And I guess this is probably a good time for me to bring this up. We hung out with the tethered guys a little bit at the Iowa Classic, and there was a archery talk thread and probably a couple of Facebook posts somewhere <laughs> that I ripped off tethered and that I hate the tethered guys because I work with custom gear. And... So I ran into Ernie and um, and the whole Tethered crew at Iowa, and they came up to the booth and said, hi. I'm like, hey, we're supposed to hate each other. And they Yeah, didn't you guys get the memo? They, oh, we hate each other. And they didn't get the memo because they looked at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you didn't see the thread and all that shit? I was like, I got to find it and send it to you guys. I'm like, we're supposed to hate each other. The internet says so. Like, I ripped you guys off, and we, we hate each other. Don't you remember? And yeah. Like, are you serious? So we never ended up doing it, but I wanted to do a uh, like a Facebook live of me doing a live of our booth, and then the tethered guys walk by, and then I'm like, "Fuck them guys!" And then they come like, <laughs> like a fake a fake confrontation, but but it's like Steve gets knocked out. Yeah, yeah. like Steve, what the fuck? Or, and he just they just talk Steve. They just punch Steve like randomly <laughs> for no reason. He wasn't even the guy talking shit. I know, I'm like bro, I, I'm not getting in a saddle. I got hey. nothing to do with this. <laughs> they don't make a saddle that holds Steve's weight. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Steve's like, I hate riding horses. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even know what saddle, saddle on it is. Yeah, has no idea, <laughs> bro. Where's the fucking bridle on this thing? <laughs> but anyway, like it's just that's one of those things that the internet does these days. Oh, it's yeah. like. All of a sudden, working class and tethered are supposed to hate each other, and it's funny because I don't know how many beers I drank with Ernie at a beer can alley in Des Moines. We sat there and chatted about yeah. sharing trail cam pictures and all the shit. We're all cut from the same cloth, like fuck, man. But and it's a small industry, and everyone knows everyone. For the most part, everybody's super cool. Dude, it's happened to us before. Like, so I went to Kentucky last year uh, to hunt. We went down in the spring. Uh, I met up with this kid that I had met on Facebook, and he was like, yeah, I'll take you around and show you, you know, some of the public spots, you know, just so you kind of have a, a starting point. And we rolled up to meet him, and he's in the parking lot, and he's got a, he's got a hunting public sticker on the back of his car. Uh-huh. So I, I gave him some shit about it, right? Just busting his balls. Like, legitimately, like, dude, I think the hunting public's great. Oh, they're I've great. watched a bunch of their videos. Dude, they've produced some of the most badass hunts i've ever seen arguably the biggest dudes in the game right now for sure for sure they're dope so but but in our show i this kid pulls up and i was like jesus christ dude you got a hunting public sticker on your car i can't hang out with you and that like made it into one of our shows and oh my god all these people were like 
why are you going to talk shit about the Honey Public? Why don't you like those guys? I was like, oh my god, seriously. It's a joke. Everybody yeah. relax. It's a joke. Well, that wasn't... Lord. That's funny, man. That's, I mean, but that's a perfect example of kind of what I'm talking about, you know? It's just like, come on, guys. Like, we're, we're just, we're poking good fun. You can't yeah. bust balls anymore, no, right? you can't. Everybody just gets up in an uproar. Well, they call it the, do, ca- but... the cancel culture, right? <laughs> they want to like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you canceled. It's like, well, I'm on yeah. my own website and my own YouTube right. channel, so no good network luck getting me. me. <laughs> yeah, good, good luck getting me canceled from anywhere. What's up, Steve? Oh, what's, oh, nothing. I was just, I, I was laughing about that. You were saying down there. I was like, is it was that Cody that you were, <laughs> you were talking about? But yes, yeah. Uh, Cody, well, Cody's good shit. He's another guy that's on Bow Hunter or Die, and I. It, it it's amazing that um you know we're even having to have this conversation about just you make a funny joke and people get in an uproar and it's like <clears throat> I guarantee if you look like half these people are the people who are like oh all these snowflakes are just getting up in their blah 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 but it's like everybody gets upset about shit and then we have to like have a have a conversation like this like hey we're gotta all make a good. statement gotta right. cover gotta your make ass. A, gotta make a statement it's just like dude what happened when jokes could just be jokes and you could just talk shit about people and then everybody has a laugh it's just it's kind of mind-blowing to me that we're at this there there's this whole push for everybody to be like hey you guys man just need to be more open just laugh a little bit don't take everything so seriously and then you see your comment has i think it was 255 comments and people just going (laughs) back and forth and it's like what what the what happened well how come people can't just laugh at shit anymore I found it. I know, they just, it's funny. I found it entertaining. <laughs> I, I, mean, I do too, but it's but there's people who are out there. It's like stop taking shit. So take the serious shit seriously and take the jokes not seriously. Yeah, there's nothing more I love seeing a meme like you made. I love seeing the comments more than the meme almost. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, yeah you just posting it. It's so a beautiful. Th- it's a beautiful thing. Well, just let's talk a little bit about bow hunter die. Um, and I have a funny comment before you do that. When I, I used to live with my dad in Port Byron, Illinois. We had this awesome, like, cabin-style house. We had this party basement where it was just an unfinished basement, and it was we always had blacklight parties. I just, I'm just i only telling telling you this just for your enjoyment. <laughs> and on the wall, I spray-painted a neon green bow hunter die. So it, yeah. it glued bright bow hunter die on the <laughs> what wall. What was that, like 15 years ago? <laughs> it was nine years ago. No. There you go. The beginning, the early days. Yep. So it was it was probably Sweet. 2013. Yeah, so it, actually yep. it was cuz 2012 was when you started, right? And I killed one of my biggest bucks that year. So I, I, I that's how I remember shit in my life when I killed bucks. <laughs> and, I had I had that conversation with someone the other day. I was like, I remember my life events based on like deer that I killed. Yeah. For 100% <laughs> same thing, but I remember spray painting that on the wall. In my basement, bow hunter die. So everybody that came over to party and play beer pong, blacklight beer pong, that was what they saw on the wall. Watch this, and I know, and I know this is true. What uh, what truck did uh, did the guy or buck? What was the bed truck bed like? Because I remember we've had this conversation. You're like, when we talk about vehicles, you're like, yeah, because we had this certain truck, and when the guy or buck was in there. Oh yeah, my dad had a GMC Denali Quadrasteer. See, because <laughs> it was the one with the. It is, yeah. yeah, that is weird. I, I never, I never put those pieces together. That yeah, that's how you remember shit. Yeah, that's how only way I remember things. That's wild. But anyway, I want to know about, and I want to know about a little bit of the history of Bow Hunter Die. Like, how did the idea come about? And then, how did you guys even dive into that like that long ago? Oh man, it's a crazy. 
it's a story. It's one of those things where we, it just kind of happened. There was no grand plan. So if I go back, we first started filming hunts, Todd and myself, and I think 2007, I want to say, yeah. was probably the first year we started filming hunts. And actually, we, we began filming hunts with uh, Todd Pringnitz and White Knuckle Productions. So we had known, I met Todd Pringnitz through Andre DeQuisto when Andre still owned Lone Wolf. Uh, interesting. Um, yeah, so Todd was doing some design engineering work for Andre. Uh, Andre was a customer of our other business. We were doing Lone Wolf's website work for him and Todd Graff and Andre had been friends for a long, long time. Um, well before I ever came into the picture. So my first ATA show, I met Todd Pringnitz. He was working in the booth with Andre. He was living in Michigan at the time and he was hunting some public ground in Illinois down by Effingham. Mm-hmm. Him and I just kind of hit it off, became buddies. And then, uh, when he started, he moved to Iowa and started this video production company, White Knuckle. And he kind of recruited Todd and myself to be, on the team. So uh, Todd and I always wanted to, to film our hunts anyways. I mean, I, I was, you know, when I was a kid, my dad owned an archery shop back in the late eighties, early nineties. And, um, you know, I grew up watching, you know, the Wenzels, you know, I grew up watching the Drury's, um, just guys like that. I mean, I, I used to sit around in my summer break, just watching VHS videos of Roger Raglan, best kept secrets videos and Hell stuff yeah. like that. So, best kept secrets. So, uh, yeah, dude. Best kept secret was that he was hunting on a high fence ranch. But I didn't know, I didn't dude, know that. The, the best time. secret ever. <laughs> so, uh, so we bought a couple cameras and we started filming for white knuckle. And then, um, back in those days, Todd owned a website called huntingnet.com and he sold it in, I think it was 2008. I want to say I remember that website. He, he, he sold that. And then, uh, you know, Todd's a pretty smart, business savvy guy and back in the uh, mid 90s he bought like 1500 hunting related domain names bowhunting.com happened to be one of them so after he sold hunting net um him and i kind of powwowed about what we wanted to do next he kept all all the domain names except for the the one that he sold and we decided you know bowhunting is kind of where our passion is so we decided let's let's do something with this domain name and build bowhunting.com so i think we spun that up in like 2008, I want to say, was the first year it came online. And um, still filming for White Knuckle. We were under a no-compete agreement. We weren't allowed to sell advertising for a couple of years after the sale of the other website. So we spun bowhunting.com up. We're just doing e-commerce. We're doing some blogging and stuff. And uh, 2010 rolled around. I went on an elk hunt in Colorado with a couple friends. And um, what we had been doing is we were filming our, our hunts we're still giving them to Todd at White Knuckle to, to put in his DVDs, but we we're also kind of editing them together ourselves, and we were putting them on bowhunting.com. And no sort of real format, no show, just little video clips. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went on an elk hunt. I came home, and and I came to the office to work, and Todd's like, we're going to do a, an online show. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Guess we're doing an online show. Sounds good. And Here we go. Like, <laughs> and he's like, uh, Here we goes, go. uh, you know, we need we need a name for it. So in the, in the in the meantime, we've been doing the, the Deer Classic circuit, right? The same one that you guys are doing now in yeah. Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, all that stuff. Illinois and Bloomington, um, though. Yeah, in, in Bloomington back in those <laughs> days. And, um, you know, we were just going as bowhunting.com. We were trying to sell hats and T-shirts and just get the word out. And, and it's just like people didn't really want to wear a shirt that said bowhunting.com. Like unless they were a forum member – or whatever, it just wasn't like a big hit, and I was like, we need to, we need to come up with like a cool saying to put on shirts that would, that people would want to buy, even if they don't know who the hell we are. Right. So we had been working on some bow hunter die apparel just to sell at trade shows, 
And uh, I brought up the idea to Todd. I was like, why don't we just call the show Bow Hunter Die? And he was like, well, I don't know. You know, it's a little aggressive. And, you know, and I was like, dude, who gives a shit? You know, let's just do it. And I love the dynamic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, I was like, let's just do it. It's a cool name. So we, so we did it. And, uh, you know, that first season in 2010, you know, we didn't sell any advertising because we were still under no compete. We kind of assembled a, a, a small group of, of guys that we knew that were out filming and, and we started putting a show together with no legitimate plan at all. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. We, we concocted a half-assed little studio. We hired this young kid straight out of college to come and do some editing for us. And we were like, okay, here we go. Welcome to Bow Hunter Die, our new show. Dude, and that's I think awesome. First, Jump right into first, it. Yeah, the first season had like 10 episodes or something like that. And I go back and watch them now and I cringe. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, whoever watched this? You know, Dude, that's that awesome, was, though, man. Yeah, that's how it started. Well, that too, and like that. I don't know. For some reason, as you were like describing that, I, I mean, is that considered mid school now of hunting? Do you know what I mean? Like that two thousand eight, nine, ten, eleven area. Is yeah, that, is that mean, mid school? Uh, it may be. I because mean, it's probably in, not maybe. old school anymore, right? In BMX, I mean, they would call be. that era bikes mid school. And so I guess it sort of is, but for some reason, as you're talking about that, for all I can think in my head, that's my version is like an old dude would say my version of like the, the good old days. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think outdoor, outdoor TV was really peaking then. I mean, you know, the Lekoskis were huge. huge. Road trips, road trips. Yeah. Dude, those guys were just killing it. They were crushing it back then. You know, and they were the people that we all kind of looked up to, right. right? I mean, who didn't want to be those guys? I mean, I there's a bunch of old videos and pictures of me running around. I had this real cheap road trips hat I wore everywhere. My first you bug know, ever, I, I got a real cheap road trips hat on. And yeah, dude, I mean, boom. who didn't love watching that show? You know, and through our other business, through Rhino Group, you know, we build websites for a lot of people in the hunting industry. So I mean, we worked with Lee and Tiffany. We built their website for many years. Shocky, Ralph, and Vicky. Jay Gregory, the you know Rick and Julie Cruder. I mean, there's not a whole lot of people we haven't worked with at some capacity. Yeah. So you know, we you're an OG with man. Guys. Do you know Dude, that? Yeah, it's freaking crazy, man. Do you I, consider I, yourself I an OG? It, I don't want to. You are. <laughs> I mean, me but you are. Old, but shit, man. Yeah, old, not original. Yeah. Old gangster. Well, I mean, we, but we like, built the very first website for Lee and Tiffany's show when it first came out. Do you guys remember what it was getting called? Getting close. Crush? Getting close. Yep. Getting close with Lee and Tiffany. We built that very I remember website. the reel and everything on that website on the homepage, right? Yeah. I remember it, dude. Just like, it, it was just, that's when, you know, Tiffany was the heartbreaker of hunting. That's, she was yeah. the first Instagram hot chick type, you know, like in the day. Sure. Dude, I remember, like, that's. My jam. That's what got me motivated. She All was the that one. that era. She was the one. Oh, is, Tiffany got you motivated. Is that- not, not, not that era, <laughs> but I, it, sure, it didn't. That hurt. Era. It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. Hey, it didn't. It didn't hinder performance. At that time, that was like what? Oh, fuck. So what? Be like oh five? Maybe. I was gonna say oh six. Yeah, I was sixteen. Oh five. Oh six. Yeah, of course she was the babe then yeah, for me. Oh, 16, yeah. Oh. Yeah, weren't sixteen? Total babe. Come on. I remember driving to Fulton County, Illinois, and my two-door lifted Jeep Cherokee, just oh thinking about Tiffany going down to try and kill a buck. Just to, you, you got to impress her, thinking bro. Thinking about Tiffany. I'm like, I'm going to impress her today. Sweet, sweet Tiffany. Yeah, that, 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 what what probably happened you. was there was probably a bunch of people who wanted to shoot bigger deer than 
Lee so they could try to steal Tiffany. And I mean, it wasn't happening, but there was probably <laughs> no, a lot of motivation. It, it, it didn't work. But that's cool, <laughs> man. That kind of that little stuff right there shows how long you've been in the game. And let me ask you this question, and I'm asking you this to to see how you'll react to the question. Do you feel that? In in times now, like with that heavy arrow post and all this shit that's going on with the internet, do you feel that you don't get the respect you deserve in the hunting community sometimes because you're an OG? Uh, no, not really, dude. I don't really care. Right, I that's mean, fair. Does any of that really matter? No, you know, it don't, at the but... end of the day, like you know, we're still running a successful business. We've got a pretty solid following of people. We've got you know. Dude, we move a million and a half people through bowhunting.com every year. It's amazing. We do a couple million views on our show, you know, with damn near a half million people on Facebook. Like, I don't need everybody to like me or respect me. But And I no mean, one's going to, right? Same thing with anything <laughs> right. you do. No one's going to respect you know? me, right? Yeah, I'm definitely one of those guys. You're always going to piss someone so, off. It's like, yeah, and, I, and I'm not going to change who I am. Like, I've been a dick my whole life, man. <laughs> like, it's just, it's I like am nothing who new. I am. You know, my wife always tells me when we get in a fight, she's like, you're such a dick. I'm like, well, I know. I've been this way since you met me. <laughs> yeah, right? you married, you married me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know this. Well, you know what's funny so, is, I, I mean, we met at ATA, I think, right? Three, four, yeah, I three think so. years ago, yeah. four years ago? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, maybe so, even. Well, we have a mutual friend, Scott Bakken from HHA. So that kind of like, is that how we met? I don't even actually remember, but I think, so. I think I don't, Jesse was in the him. booth. Yeah, it probably in was the at the HHA, HHA booth. booth. But I do remember, like, talking to Eric, because it was just Eric and I at ATA then, being like, oh, dude, he was really cool. Like, I was almost like, oh, he's cooler than I thought he would be. Because right. <laughs> you never know when you meet someone well, you the don't, first You don't know, you know, especially when all you're seeing is someone on their show. Right? Yeah. You know, it's right. easy right, to assume got, how they are. I got a story for you guys, and this might get me in trouble. But oh, I really boy. Here we go. This is the God's honest truth, and, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll preface this by saying, Dude, when I grew up, <clears throat> I was a Drury Outdoors fanatic. Yeah. Like, I would wait. The day that their DVDs were released, I was going to Cabela's or Bass Pro to pick them up. For like, sure. literally, like, they're coming out tomorrow. My buddy Mike and I would go to Bass Pro in Gurney, Illinois, and pick them all up and go home and watch them. Like, those guys were my absolute favorite. So, when I very, very first started working for Todd, this was in 2004, maybe, I want to say my very first ATA show I ever went to in my life. Here I am. I'm like 24. I don't know shit about shit. I'm walking in. The first person we met when we were standing in line to get our badges was Bill Winky. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, it's Bill Winky. Nicest dude ever. And to this day, like, Bill still remains. Like, when I see him, we always have a great conversation. He's been nothing but nice to me. I think that dude's awesome, right? Yeah. So we get in the show, and, dude, you're walking around. And, again, this is like – the peak of outdoor television. I'm like, oh my God, there's Will Primos over there. There's, you know, Night and Hail guys. There's dudes from Primetime. There's you know, Pat Reeve and all these people. I'm like, holy crap, right? Primetime. But the <laughs> but the juries were my jam, dude. I loved those guys, right? Yeah. So we're we're walking down the aisle and there's Mark Jury. Mark Todd stops to talk to Mark Jury. And he's like basically saying like, hey dude, we should do something together. We got this website or whatever. And, dude, Mark was a total prick. Really? And he was like, dude, he was like, F the internet. I'm not going to say the F word, even though it's, I know you guys don't You guys don't give a shit, but he was like, screw the internet. It's just a bunch of idiots on there. 
that, that don't belong saying what they're saying, that don't know what they're talking about, which none of that has changed. That's all still true. 16 years later, <laughs> still a bunch of assholes saying You, you know that for know. sure. Hey, Marjorie was you spot know, on, patterned hey, that one. Dude, hey, you're on our was, show. He was. He dude, patterned him. I was so deflated. I was like, he was just a kind of a dick. And I was like, oh, my God, like, my hero. Like, he was just a total asshole. My hero. Oh, man. You know? See, that's – But, dude, but, no, it, daddy, but in no. all fairness, like, times have changed since then. You know, those guys have changed considerably. I've met and talked to Mark plenty of times since then, and he's been nothing but nice. But that was, like, my first – you know, encounter yeah. where I was like this scared little kid of like, oh my god, there's Mark Drury, like <laughs> a legit celebrity, and Todd's like, yeah, we should do something together, and it was just like crushed, just totally crushed, crushed us. In a couple of seconds, <laughs> you, know? you were crushed, and I was like, god damn it, that's, you know, that sucks. That's a great story. Mark might not think so, but <laughs> it, it, it's funny that. So, I, Drury was my jam as well, and uh, we've we've who, done who some. Wasn't their jam? Uh, I mean, Drury was dude, the shit. It's still my jam. I dude, it still is. Dude, I Drury, still go on they're still the kings. Watch all their stuff. They, they are. Dude, I had we had Mark on the podcast a couple of times. We've had Matt on the podcast a couple of times. We've had Terry on. Great people, and then I got a chance to be on their podcast at their studio in Missouri. Which was pretty like surreal, right? Like sitting sure. across from my childhood hero, and now like I text Mark Jury. Do you know how mind blowing that is for me to like? It's bizarre. It, it's crazy. We it's, were it's so weird. We were in Des Moines for Iowa, and then Mark Jury was there. Like, what up, man? Like, what's going on? Like, like it was he just, came over and said hi to us. Yeah, it was cool to like <laughs> conversate. So right. it's funny, but I, I'm trying to think. My first ATA ever was 2011. No. 20 it would have been january 2011 that would have been my first time ever and i was starstruck okay. by everybody but i sure i think the only person that i was kind of like if we're just being completely honest and i'm sure they're good people um the only person i was like nah i could uh i could have done without that experience was my experience with cameron haynes yeah dude he's i've never got the warm and fuzzies from cam I've i just met him a bunch of he's never it's not like he's a dick but he's just, he was never very personable. You know, it's like right. I tried and then you get nowhere. It's like hitting on a chick at the bar that doesn't want to talk to you. You know, <laughs> right, and you're like, right. all right, fine. Like, dude, I, I get I get it. I'm not like John Dudley, cool enough. So, right. Whatever. I had the experience like, where I was, uh, I, I was 21 one. at the time. No, was it 2011? Yeah, 2010, 2011. I was 2021, 20, somewhere in there. I don't remember what year it was. But anyway, I w just wanted to say hi to him and shake his hand and have a quick conversation and be on my way. Because I know, like, not to f try and – I don't expect an hour of their time, that type of thing. And uh, first thing he said, he's like, pitcher? Like, pointed to me like, oh, you just want a pitcher? And I was like, fuck, dude. I just want to say hi. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> like, but, you know, and then on the other hand – and, the, you know, he's busy, so I, I don't – I'm not – shitting on him for that like that's just how it is i get that but the people that i feel have been the most genuine from the first sliver of a, a fraction of a second until now is the bone collector boys man t-bone oh, yeah. gave me the time of day and chatted my ear off and my dad's ear off our first ata like you would not believe and i remember walking away from that situation being like man it's so refreshing and, and like waddell and munt like oh, yeah. it's so refreshing that some of your childhood heroes are really how you hope they were. Yeah. Right. Oh, genuine right. people. Yeah. Just like in the show. I'll, t I'll yeah. tell you how genuine Nick Munn is. And uh, when so when my, my uncle passed, I put a post on uh, Instagram. I was just like, hey, you know, I wish the whole world would have met this guy. And, you know, I was like, you know, he passed away. And Nick put, like, a very nice but He's like, hey, 
sorry for your loss, like genuinely like reached out because the guy genuinely cares. He's just such a nice guy. Uh, all those guys, Waddle. But, so it, it is really refreshing to see that, that the guys that you can look up to are awesome. I mean, that wasn't the yeah. case when I first met, because I always looked up to you, Justin, and the first time I met you was in a bathroom, and you didn't want to give me the time of day. Like, you were peeing. I was trying to talk to you. <laughs> you were peeing. You were peeing. He tried to touch my penis. <laughs> Sorry. What did a you, good first impression. Well, you get one opportunity, you got to pounce. So, <laughs> can you really blame a guy? Pounce hard. Pounce hard. I, I don't blame I want to make it this industry any way, anyhow. Bro, you want me to shake that for you? I do think the reason why Justin... Uh, you got or we got along so well, like I'm saying, you and our crew is because our mutual friend is Scott Bakken, and we know how Scott Bakken operates. So we kind of knew, like, well, if we're friends with Scott Bakken, he's friends with you. We all are going to have like, we're all going to get along. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I love that dude. Dude, uh, here's a funny story with Scott. If you if you were ever lucky enough to find one of our, we used to make our own DVDs for Bowhunting.com before Bowhunter Die was a show we would make a bowhunting.com dvd and we'd include them with every order that we shipped out from our website oh, no back shit. when we were doing e-commerce and so the way that we met scott if i back this whole damn thing up is uh scott's uncle jim was the owner of pine ridge archery no shit pine yeah pine ridge is located here only actually in the town where i grew up in wakanda is where pine ridge is at so we knew jim and we met Scott through Jim when he, Scott, I think, was still maybe in college. I think he was still living in Eau Claire and like go, working at Shields or something like that. That's still when I first hockey. met him. So, him, yeah, him and his brother David used to film their hunts, and they gave us a couple of their hunts to use in, what, in some of our early DVDs. No shit. So if shit. you go back way, I, was, I should see if I can find him. I guarantee they're on our dig, website somewhere. You got to dig Scott, that shit up. Dude, he killed a really nice buck up at Jim's place in northern Wisconsin. It was a real nice heavy eight-pointer that his brother filmed him kill. And they were probably like 19. I mean, that's how long ago it was. Or maybe in the early 20s. But, wow. Uh, yeah, we got, we, we got to find this. Yeah, dude. Then he ended up moving to Pennsylvania to work for Kinsey's. And now he came back to Wisconsin to, to work at HHA. Scott and I talk a couple times a week. So uh, yeah. he's dealing with the... He's dealing with the coronavirus as well. He's now shut down in Wisconsin for a month. That's crazy, so, man. For that's, a month. So he built Holy himself shit. a home a home gym, and he's just working out every day. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just, just trying on new pairs of sicko pants and stuff. <laughs> Dude, how well, he's more of he's more of a Kuyu guy. Oh, now he is. He changed. Guy. He's yeah, better now because yeah. they make his yeah. butt look better. I bet they do. How how pretty was he back then? <clears throat> just as pretty as he is now. He had less <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> right then, so he's, he's a little bit more hardcore now. He's hardcore pretty but now. He was clean pretty then. Yeah, he was clean pretty. Yeah, he's hardcore pretty exactly. now. He's, he's aging yeah. very well. He's supposed to come <laughs> yeah. to the studio. It's just one of those things. Like we, you know, he's busy as hell. I can, dude. Every time we have an event planned for the podcast, he's got like a wedding or something. He's got to go to, or he tells us that. But uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just what he says. Right, just what he says. He's supposed to come to the studio. I mean, HHA absolutely love that company, the people, the products, all that the stuff. So it's kind of funny that mm -hmm. we can rip on them <laughs> together <laughs> on Scott. Dude, he's great. So him and I, we've been on a couple hunts together now. We were out antelope hunting in Wyoming uh, two summers ago, and he killed a, a goat on the first night. And it was like the third or fourth night I hadn't killed yet. And I was in a blind by myself, you know, just hunting. And him and uh, one of our guys, Dustin, like posted up on this uh, ridge or whatever. They were watching me through the spotting scope. And there was this antelope, and he was feeding it in front of my blind. But he was like, I don't know, 70 yards out there. And I just didn't – I wasn't going to shoot that far. And Scott's texting me. And he's like, 
you shoot that goddamn antelope or I'm pulling your sponsorship. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, look, asshole, no, I'm not shooting it. The funny thing is I could totally hear him saying that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, I had a – dude – at uh, Deerfest, Wisconsin, Scott was like screaming at me, "You motherfucker! You made me do this for working class!" Like it was basically talking about our sponsorship package. And I'm like, "I don't know, you did it, right?" <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Yeah, that sounds like him. Yep, yep, definitely yeah. accurate. Yeah, I'd like to do a hunt with him one day. I think that'd be a, a riot. Yeah, we went animal hunting. We went on a whitetail hunt last year. And uh, provided the world doesn't come to an end between now and August, we're planning on going on another antelope hunt this this summer. So it should be a good time. We're going to drive together out to one this time, so that oh should be boy. fun. Dude, isn't antelope hunting the best? Dude, it's great. It's like turkey hunting kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, like, I wouldn't warm. like antelope. But I think you would uh, like dude, antelope. It's, it's, it's like warm, meal deer. It's warm outside. Yeah. It's freaking early in the year. You don't really have to worry about scent control. You don't have to worry, but you don't have to get up crazy early. No, because, dude, they don't – I never realized, like, they can't see in the dark. So they don't move at night like a whitetail does. Yeah. They basically just bed down at night because they can't see. Damn, that's wild. So they move all day long. It's not like deer hunting where it's, like, right at dark and, you know, right at dusk and right at dark. It's like they literally move from the time it gets light until the time it's dark. So it's not like you got to be out there an hour before – I didn't, didn't know that about the, like in that. the dark that they couldn't see. I didn't know That's that. That's insane because you think about how good their eyesight is. They can see for like miles, but I guess you well, sacrifice distance for being able to see at night. Right. That's well, it's, just like, up. it's just like a turkey, right? I mean, yeah. turkeys can't see in the dark either. It's the same thing. Right, right. What so, would be your yeah. number one tip? Let's give a little bit. I, I mean, I've had a ton of fun like kind of reminiscing about like the mid-school days or what's considered our old school. Yeah. Um, but like yeah. what would be one tip? Because I, I went on my first antelope hunt last year, killed my first antelope. And I, there's things that I've talked about that really where you have to be on point with antelope hunting. But if someone was going to go out there in September, whatever state they're going, what would be your number one tip for antelope hunting? <laughs> for me, I just like to go with a good outfitter. <laughs> <laughs> Must be yeah. nice great, to have a great tip. Yeah, that's a great tip. I mean, I'm not an expert antelope hunter, but... <laughs> It's great when one of my best friends owns an outfitting business in Wyoming. That is great. That's true. That's good. Hey, you son of a bitch. Another tip. Don't be mean to people on the internet. (laughs) With your heavy arrows and all. For anybody going western hunting, you know, just you got to be able to extend your range a little bit. Those 20 and 30 yard shots out west just aren't as common as they are here in the Midwest when you're hunting whitetails. So practice a lot at you know 40 50 60 yards get really proficient because dude when there's nothing to hide behind those bastards are hard to get close to yeah so when i went to hunting to- we uh <laughs> there's a we went to the gas station some kid had a, a monster and i was like how far did you shoot him and he's like oh 80 yards i'm like holy shit <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> that was my first time i was like 50 yard pin i was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, like some 16 like year old's like yeah bitch <laughs> Yeah, so before I go, like most of my antelope hunting has been out of a blind, either out of a waterhole or a hayfield. Yeah. So most of my stuff should be within 30. But if you're going to do any sort of spot and stalk, which is mostly what your DIY guys are doing, like you better be ready to shoot 50, 60, 70 yards. Have you used you know, like the, the thing, uh, decoys? You know, we tried it once. It didn't work out for us. But okay. I think we're going to – I've always gone – earlier in the antelope season like right when it first opens okay. so they're not they're not rutting quite mm-hmm. as hard then 
you know, so once you get later into August and early September and into mid-September, like, that's when I think the decoying is, becomes a lot more effective. Yeah, because they run early, this, right? They do, yeah, dude. It's crazy. I mean, you'll start seeing them. When I went mule deer hunting out there, it was, like, the first week of September, and the antelope were starting to rut pretty good. So I think by, like, mid-September, they're pretty much, like, in full swing. That's insane. I suddenly Damn. kill one. I missed one yeah. when I went. Dude, I missed three the last time I went. Dude, dude it's, it's awful. It's a game changer. It was awful. I we went on a hunt last year. I thought I know you said mid September. It was about mid September. I feel like we we're a week early from like the hard rut. And yeah. I had a failed stock on my second stock. I got lucky and shot one, but it, it like wasn't a monster by any means. We were public land spotting stock, and then my dad missed three. I think on that trip, and it and it's really not like. It, there were bad shots. It's like the reaction time, and I've I've talked about that several times. But they're just different, man. They're crazy. They are. Yeah, they're very jumpy. I would like know, to animals. see them in peak rut, though. I never never done that. I heard it's, that they get crazy. Cool. Dude, they do. They're nuts. You could damn near like when they're fighting each other, you could almost walk up on them. It's crazy to see them because they like they rub like on like little sage brushes, right? Oh, yeah. That are like you know knee high, and they're out there just tearing the shit out of them. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I watched one do that on some sage, and he was, like, hopping around all weird. It was super funny to watch him do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so they're, they're rabbit hopping around. Going, going out west is just badass because there's so many animals. And, yeah. and you can see so far, you know, that's what I love about going to Wyoming. It's like there's almost no point during the day where I can't look around and see some sort of big game animal somewhere. Might be a thousand yards away. But at any point in time, I can look and see, like, oh, there's an antelope, there's a mule deer, there's a whitetail. There's just animals everywhere. Right, right. What, um, coming into whitetail season, like, do you have anything specific planned? Well, I guess in, in this fall in general, besides, like, an antelope hunt, like, for whitetails, do you have any special game plans, a buck you're trying to get on? I mean, anything like that that you're trying to target? I am going to try a lot harder this year. <laughs> That's my number one yeah. plan for this year. You know, the last couple of years, I've kind of adopted a – a bit of a lazy uh, outlook on my whitetail hunting, you know, to a certain degree. I mean, I'm still doing a lot of work, but I've kind of, I've given up on like trying to locate a certain deer, you know, figure out his pattern or maybe where he may be bedding or anything like that. And I've kind of just been like, you know what, I've got my stands. I know they're in good spots. They're in good rut funnels. And if I sit them at the right time, I got an opportunity to kill an animal. Yeah. Um, so that's more of like a passive type form of hunting whereas this year yeah. i'm going to be a, a lot more active you know i do right. plan on using trail cameras a lot differently this year to try to locate some deer to try to get on and, and hunt early you know a lot of times i think those early season hunts were kind of like yeah nothing's happening nothing's moving i'll just go you know sit over here and maybe try to shoot a doe you know and you know i'm not as maybe aggressive as i could or should be so i think for this year that's kind of my my number one goal is to you know, just move some stands around. I've got some that have been in the same spots for probably a few years too long. So I've been using this social distancing time <laughs> on my weekends to go work on tree stands because I can't really do anything else. For sure. So for sure. I've been doing a lot of that prep work now. So that's really, like, I'd like to go kill a, another 150-inch deer. That's honestly my goal for this year mm -hmm. is try to find a 150 on some one of the farms I hunt and go kill the damn thing. So yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's goal. my goal. That's yeah, a real absolutely. good goal. I like that. Do, do you think that your kind of like passive approach in the last couple of years of, of white to hunt, is that uh, like an older age thing or is that a comfort in what you know or what, what do you think that is? 
I think part of it is just time, you know. I mean, you guys will understand at some point when you got a bunch of little kids running around, and my kids are starting to get to the age where they're doing sports, mm-hmm. if they ever have sports again. So it's like, you, baseball, you know. <laughs> you never know. Never baseball again. In the, you you baseball had a baseball in star in the making, and now it's gone. Damn. Yeah. So um, some of it's time. Some of it's just, you know, familiarity with the, the farms that I hunt. Yeah. And just kind of being like, well, I kind of know where the deer are at, and I've been there long enough. So, you know, a lot of hunting for us is the thrill of the chase, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's learning things and figuring them out. And I think you see it with some of these guys that, like, go in and have a lot more money than I do, but they go buy a farm, they dial it up to the nines, they learn all about it, they kill a bunch of big deer on it, and then they're like, eh, I'm done with this place. I'm going to sell it and go buy a new farm. They're it's like guys it. that, Yeah, it's like guys that restore old cars. You know, like the the restoration part is like been that's there. the fun for them. That's yeah, yeah. You know? spot on, Eric. Been there. Yeah, that's, 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 exactly that's what I'm trying to get on. at. I'm trying yeah. to move up in the ranks. That's the chase over there. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's that's that chase. You know what's funny about that a little bit? So, and I'm I'm saying this kind of in not to be a cocky asshole. I don't want to come off that way, but to kind of get to what you're saying is the last two years I've I've tagged out. And I love this property that I'm hunting. I've, I feel like I've figured it out now. I feel confident. I felt confident going into this year, tagged out, and I felt confident that I'm going into next fall. Well, it turns out I think I'm losing that property. Uh, but it's kind of a weird thing. Like, I'm bummed I'm losing it because I loved hunting it. Right. And I know that, you know, I can get on bucks there. It's It's been a good property for me. But I'm also, that to me is not a thing that I'm used to. So I'm used to hunting properties that are more difficult to hunt, ones mm-hmm. I have to grind out and put a lot of work into, and it's good and bad. Like, I'm bummed that it, it's probably a property that's going away. It's a, one of the better properties I've ever hunted. and But, I mean, it took work. The first year I hunted, I struggled my ass off. Yeah. Right. You know, right. and I, that, you, you can go back, out, and, you can go back in the podcast library and listen to those episodes. It's on record. So I'm, I'm not making it up. Um, I fucking cried and that one episode or that one whole season cried and went through my struggles and all the shit. Oh yeah. Learned it. Feel like I got it figured out well, but it, it's kind of the same thing, right? But just on a poor man's level of like, well, I had free permission. I figured this place out. I got it going. I'm rocking now. Well, fuck you. You don't get to hunt there anymore. Go back to your scum property that you, you grew up on. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, here we go. Back to what I know. Back to square so, one. So it's like, I'm bummed about it, but it's also like, all right. Back to the yeah, but yeah, back think, to the nitty gritty. Exactly. Think about that. It'll it'll humble you. I mean, it's just like you know, it, it's good for you when when there's a chick that you've desired for a long time, and then you find out she's got an OnlyFans, and then you get to see her, and you're like, man, <laughs> and then you get to see like then you get to see her nude. You, once you see the nipples, dude, it's just like you, you, the feeling is gone. Then you move on to the next one. You know, it keeps you <laughs> humble because like when you can finally acquire something, don't say that. <laughs> Once you see the but he's, I not wrong. he's not wrong. <laughs> it's over, dude. Like you don't have the same feel. Like if you still have the same feelings, then pursue it. Like say you see like a giant. That's like finding the, the the giant sheds on a property. You're like, I don't know if I'll lease this again this year. Well, here's the OnlyFans. It's a giant, you know, hundred inch side shed. You're like, ah, okay, I'll stick around. <laughs> but, dude, I, I don't think that's a bad thing for you to keep that. For the record, only podcast in the game that's ever made that analogy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely. Guarantee it. Guarantee exactly. it. Only Sorry, fans, Justin. only lease. Let's go. Uh, just, but, just wait till you get married, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The nibbles come so much sweeter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the, the buckle's worth it. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, the one twenty inch bucks, <laughs> big areolas, same difference. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, when you, when you We're find, going there. Hey, hey, when you find when you find the nine the one hundred eighty inch bucks, those are pierced. Just, <laughs> yeah, oh, <damn. laughs> yeah Pier- no, pierced with no fan, uh, only fans account, <laughs> or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know. Uh, follow my follow my premium snap too. So sorry about there all this. Go. How much does that cost? <laughs> Uh, it's usually like nine ninety nine. You can get like uh, lifetime memberships. Uh, oh, that's is, not bad. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, there's there are some great, like is, all right. Hey, now, I'm how not, many of those do you have? How much how much rent money am I losing from you <laughs> no. on these OnlyFans? Yeah, because Steve, be honest right now. How many Snapchat or OnlyFans accounts do you subscribe to? Zero. Dude, bullshit. You, no, there's <laughs> that's bullshit. Bullshit. Zero. All right, here's the that's thing. Bullshit. I'm getting paid rent in two weeks. I need. Oh, I owe you rent tonight. Look, he actually you forgot. No, I, I, I got you. Rent comes every the week. Virus, you get a paycheck. Bro, you the virus. My bad. I got, I got you tonight. COVID. Uh, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now, there is a level of what you think you're worth. And this is probably how you got to look at properties that you can lease. Like, say so you got like 13 acres and you're trying to get 4,500 bucks a year, right? For that. But it's just like, you know, if you see a chicken, it's just like you want 49.99 a year for this or you can get like 2500 acres for 999 for life. Which deal are you going? You know, this is kind of what that's that's how yeah, I Yeah, but I it. mean the right 13 acres could be better than your 2500. Mm, that's or a if very it's just 2500 acres point. of open field. Yeah, but it's you, like those guys when you go on base camp leasing, you see a property that's 5 grand, there's one picture of a giant buck and you go on it and there's 2 acres of huntable ground. And the rest is tillable. And they're like, it's great for up to three guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. But by the way, here's where our stands already are, so stay away from there. Yeah, yeah. you should yeah. be able to walk the property. You got to call least. us for you come but out. But give us five grand. <laughs> yeah. For can sure. I, can I walk the property? We'll subscribe. <laughs> Justin, what's subscribe. next for Bowhunter Die? What, I mean, you got anything? Like, I mean, times are changing, right, from 10 years ago. So, I mean, you don't, don't give away yeah. your secrets, but what big plans do you have? Something that you can give away? What can viewers, like, look forward to? Um, I don't think there's any major changes. You know, we, we switched things up definitely last year and just doing shorter episodes more frequently. You know, I think when this whole thing started and we were like, let's do an online show. The only thing we knew was television, mm-hmm. right? right? So we looked at TV and we said, okay, well, they run 13 episodes a year, new episodes, and then they rerun them 13 times. So if we make, you know, somewhere between 13 and 26 episodes in a quote unquote season, that'll be great. So we'll do one a week during the hunting season, and then during the off-season, we'll just do, like, whenever we feel like it. You know, and that worked for a while, but, you know, in today's world, what happens is, like, if you need to catch somebody's attention and you need to hold it, like, just like with your podcast, right, you guys can't take a break. You can't be like, fuck it, we're taking a month off, see you guys later. You're going to lose followers. Yep. So the biggest thing for us last year was just more frequent episodes. You know, at the at a bare minimum, it was two a week, sometimes three a week. So instead of holding on to footage and then putting two or three hunts in a long episode, we were just doing two or three shorter episodes, a lot easier for people to watch on the go. And that worked out really well for us. We saw a lot of positive feedback on that. So we're going to keep doing that. Um, right now, because it's kind of – you know, off season turkey hasn't quite started yet. Plus, most of us are quarantined. Um, what we're doing right now is we're revisiting and we're going to be like re airing our top 10 hunts of the first 10 years of Bowhunter Die. Very cool. So, we're kind of we're getting ready. The first, the first installment of that is going to come out tomorrow, I think, um, on the 27th. So, so, in podcast land, it already released. Yeah, it already <laughs> released. It's already on, on YouTube and on our website and Roku and everywhere else. And where can people so, yeah. find that? Like, how do they access all that stuff if they don't know already? 
Yeah, well, I mean, the best place, the hub of everything is bowhunting.com, right? I mean, you go there, you can get links to YouTube, you can find out about our Roku channel, you can download it on Amazon, all that jazz, but bowhunting.com is absolutely the hub of, of everything we do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what we're doing right now. We're probably going to revisit some extra bloopers and some outtakes and just some other hunts that we're going to revisit and maybe re-edit some old stuff, go back to, like, maybe my first kill on film ever todd's first one and just kind of re- recut it like with some updated idea. commentary and yeah. stuff like that that's cool so man. we're gonna we're finding stuff that you know keep everybody busy you know kind of until uh you know some of the turkey stuff starts picking up here hopefully if we don't get rained out this weekend i'm gonna get my son out he's seven he wants to go try to shoot a turkey in the face with a crossbow this weekend so awesome, if man. we don't if oh, we don't get rained out started for you for you season Youth season starts this weekend in Holy Illinois. Yeah. Damn. Yep. That's Dude, it's awesome. freaking nuts, right? Yeah. So, so how- we spent like 20 minutes tonight going through shot placement on turkeys. I was pulling up pictures of turkeys on the on the computer and having them point to where he's going to shoot them, depending <laughs> on the angle that they're facing. So I think we uh, we got it down pat. We just need the weather to cooperate. And That's we need awesome. to find a bird to kill. How old is he? He is seven. That's seven. Awesome. Wow. I can hear his excitement yeah. in the background. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. There's I'm screaming, <laughs> running around. That's awesome, man. So that's got to be like a proud dad moment. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, whether he shoots something or not, I mean, just the fact that he can he's show out, you where he's going to shoot a bird and, and all that. And he's out there with you. Right. I always feel like yeah. turkey's a yeah, good dude, start, you know? It's cool, man. He's come with me a couple times. You know, I started taking him when he was about five, I think, was his first hunt with me. This year was his first trip up into a tree stand uh this fall i took him out with me and um he's filming got him up, now got him up yeah he, he's not <laughs> filming yet he's a cameraman I, I let him carry a gopro and and do a little bit of stuff so he feels like he's you know contributing so That's yeah cool. i mean it's it's badass i was able to shoot a, a doe when he was with me this year which was which was my goal of bringing him oh, out wow. i wanted to, awesome. to shoot a, a deer while he was there and let him do the recovery and everything so what yeah, was his no, reaction been, to that i mean how like how do you do yeah. uh, you know what the bad thing about it is now they've watched so much of it on youtube that it's like i feel like the reaction isn't as badass as it was when we were kids yeah, yeah. you know i feel like they he's just dude he's watched so many animals get shot already you know before actually seeing one in real life yeah you know it's uh, i mean he still had a blast and, and he enjoyed doing the, the blood trail and everything so i mean that was cool but I just, you know, today's kids are kind of desensitized a little bit oh, yeah, just because sure. they're, they're exposed you just, uh, to so much. You just shoot much. the dough, and he's like, eh, it's a bad shot. Yeah, you couldn't have shot a buck? What, what, what yeah. if he turned to you and was like, Dad, you didn't have a heavy enough arrow? Dude, he's, he is. He's like, you know who he loves watching? He loves watching the Bomars. They're oh, like yeah. his thing. He calls them the Bomers. So <laughs> the uh, Bomers. He he's like... He's like, uh, Bomer bow hunting, Dad. They, they put a new video up, and Josh shot some antelope or something in Africa at, like, 120 yards. Why don't you ever shoot anything that far? <laughs> he's giving you like, sh- he's he's a shit already. Dick. He's already shit talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, de- he's you definitely know? your son, ain't he? So, yeah, definitely. Do you know the Bomars? Uh, yeah, I've met Josh a handful of times. I met him this year, talked with him a bunch at ATA. Super nice guy. Um, I Actually, it's funny because... Uh, I had him take a picture with me holding the, the rack of that buck that he killed wires, the 200-incher, because my son loves watching that, that episode on YouTube. <laughs> uh-huh. And he always asked me, he's like, Dad, have you ever killed a buck as big as wires? And I was like, <laughs> no, dude. He's like, well, when are you going to kill one that big? 
I'm like, I don't know, man. As soon as I can <laughs> get find on my back, one, yeah. get <laughs> on my back, bro. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, I took a picture with me and Josh in the buck, and I sent it to my wife to, to show my son while we were at ATA. That's so awesome. yeah, no, that, That's yeah, they're cool, super, man. Super nice. He, I, I like that he's like into outdoor media in general like yeah, that's awesome you, like you haven't really like skewed him away from the bomars just because that's not your deal you know what i mean that's pretty right. cool of you yeah yeah well he just finds it on youtube you know and that's of course in between watching like dude perfect and like all this other crap that <laughs> he watches great, these days. and he's seven yeah Get, and he's seven, yeah. And he's yeah. seven. He's seven. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing when you're seven? <laughs> I don't know, kicking a can across our yard? I don't know. <laughs> he's like, like, he goes, uh, <laughs> he's like, hey, Dad. <laughs> he's like, Dude Perfect has like 50 million subscribers on YouTube. How many do you guys have? And I'm like, I don't know, like 75,000. He's like, oh, that's not very many. He's like, he's like <laughs> amateur. Little does he know? That's a time. My dad's a loser. I've got a, I got, I got a funny story about the, uh, about the Bomars. My, I went over to a buddy of mine's house I work with. And uh, he he pulled out this because uh, he's like kind of into working out and shit, and he uh, he had this thing. It's like Bomar Nutrition. I was like, huh? I was like, that's kind of weird because I know the Bomars are like working out. He's like, yeah, these people are from Iowa, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, is that the? And it's the actual Bomars. Like they have their own like yeah. supplement line. Yeah. Well, dude, that's like, where they make all their money from. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I didn't sure. know that. I'm I've like, heard dude, they're j- bigger in the fitness industry than they are the hunting industry. Oh, I oh bet they for are. sure, dude. He's like what a multi-time Arnold champion, like body. I have building, n- dude. Literally, like, have no real. idea. Like they're huge. They're huge in that community. Yeah, like I, I don't know if I like. I, good for them. Unfortunately, I don't have a, enough time to follow every damn person out there because there's just too many of them. But right. I, I do kind of keep up with what they're doing. And, you know, they just recently announced that they went 100% sponsor-free on all their hunting stuff. No shit. Yeah. That's huh. awesome. So feel yep. free to spear as many bears as you want, buddy. Hell yeah, dude. Nobody's going <laughs> to drop your ass now. Yeah, that was, so, a, that was a messed up deal. That's a cool move for them, man. So oh, yeah. That's an awesome, dude. It's freaking badass. Don't we all wish we could have independent sources of income that would free us from the shackles of sponsorship, right? Right, but, right. But, I mean, right. It, it is what it is, you know? And... and you know, I actually. What's funny about this? I don't really watch a lot of hunting video, like video media, to be honest. But I did watch. Um, I got to be honest. I skipped to just the kill shot on Josh Bomar's <laughs> elk, elk hunt. I don't know where he was right. at because I didn't watch the whole show. Just watched the kill shot, and and I liked it. You know, I didn't think I wasn't like. You know, normally I'm like, eh, fuck this guy, <laughs> but I wasn't that way. You know, or and, and, and I, I'm joking when I say that, but I sure. appreciated the. His reaction when he recovered the animal, and I, I was entertained by it. Like I can see why they've had their success. Yeah, you know, like I've watched a lot of hunting public. I've watched a lot of born and raised. I've watched yep. a lot of those guys. Like I'm, those guys are all good shit. You know, yeah, I, I absolutely. respect what they do. Um, yeah, and I think I mean you just got to recognize everybody's got their own personality. You know, and love them or hate them. You know, you're never going to make everybody happy. You can't appeal to everybody. It's freaking impossible. You know, and the Bomars, dude, they got a huge YouTube following. I mean, they're crushing it right now. You know, I've always said we need a super hot chick on our team, and we would get more followers. It's the one thing we're missing. Yeah, hunt more public land and get hot chicks. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) bro, do you want me to be your talent scout for that, dude? Dude, here's the problem. In today's <laughs> world, none of them want to join up with you because they all think they can be insta-famous on their own. Yeah, so they're yeah. like, well, they're they're like w- piss off. True. I don't need 
to join up with you guys, I'll just have my Instagram page. I got see through bra on. They can see hey, they Shake want. my ass, and people will be throwing free product at me all day long. Mister Czar, just look for a second though. Why would they join you when they can join Matt Busbus? Oh, oh damn. that's true. Wow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he does have more money than we do. He's got a much nicer house than I do. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, your house has a wife in it, so I don't know that they want to... That's have a, true. This, hey, this, you, you, this don't have, you don't have a ranch, hey, so I mean, yeah, you should work on home. that. This is not just a house. This is a hey, home. Well, you need yeah. a compound. Can't and turn you a hoe a, into a housewife. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Well, unless, unless you have a compound and you uh, show, take pictures with a tiger unless you're cubs. for love, not for likes. Dude, <laughs> What's up? Have you guys legitimately ever watched a single episode of that show um, for love or likes? No. I've watched uh, a sliver of it, and I I can't do it, man. I'll be dude. I, I I couldn't. I I had, I, I just sent me into like a fiery rage. I watched some I was of the like, show. I can't even do this before that. Like when the buzz with like just the buzz with, and that was, was. I used to right. like that show because they yeah, were funny. It was, it was right. good. Yeah, they were funny. It's comical. But, but you yeah, know, yeah, that uh, actually, us ripping that show on our podcast has made us a lot of industry friendships. <laughs> because well, cause the problem is nobody wants to speak honestly about anything because everybody's afraid. The world is afraid to say anything that yeah. in in secret when we're not recording a podcast, we'll all say things. But then as soon as the cameras are on or the mics are rolling. Everyone's like, no, nah, dude, I can't say that. And it's like, give yep. me a damn break. Like, we're all thinking it. It's <laughs> and then terrible. We're all, yeah, and then we're it's the worst show it. ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's maybe that's why we've had some success with the podcast is that, like, we that's we do that. You know, like, that's I've met a lot of good people from ripping that show. Like, we've had some weird experiences with that. <laughs> we've had some, like, we rip Brackett hard because we've had negative experiences with him in right. person, and we've talked about it openly. Mm-hmm. And it's just, sure. we're not bullshit. I mean, we've made a lot of fun of people. Like, we take people like that and make examples out of them in this industry. But, like, it, it's, I mean, I, I kind of appreciate that conversation. Like, your ex- first experience with Mark Jury, my first experience with Cameron Haynes, like, it's all like those real experiences that not a lot of people say on record in our industry. Right. Um, sure. And in other industries, hit and miss. It depends on where you're going. Um, that's why I like the comedy industry. I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. Oh, yeah. yep. Steve's in the comedy game. Dude, the comedy mm-hmm. podcasts are banging. Dude, they oh, just say what they want. Right and that's, yeah. like, I think if you categorize working class bowhunter podcasts, I'd say, yeah, we're, we're hunting yeah. for sure. But I would say a good 30% of us is a little bit of comedy. Comedy, for sure. Because because why not? Fuck. Yeah. And that's what I've always wanted to do that with Bowhunter Die a little bit more, but... You know, Todd and I have very different personalities. <laughs> he's a lot he's a lot more conservative and, and closer to the vest, you know, with yeah. things that we say and do, which is fine. I get it. I mean, we are running a business, so there's certain lines that we, you know, unfortunately can't cross, you know. I cross them sometimes a little bit in my personal life, as you see on my personal social media <laughs> accounts and some of the stuff that I do through Busted Rack. So, I mean, that was like my creative outlet to maybe like try to go do things that I, I couldn't do through Bowhunter Die. Um, right. So, yeah. Let's talk Busted Rack. Like, let's get into that a little bit. I wore my Busted Rack shirt. I got I my tag that. suit. <laughs> yeah, I, got, like, I, I, got, my, I got my tag suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us about Busted Rack, man. Give us the rundown. Um. Well, my buddy Mike, who I talked about earlier, was my jury watching bro with me. You know, we grew up together. We have very similar personalities. We're both kind of dicks, and we, we both think we're funnier than we are. And, uh, you know, Understandable. We, we always wanted to, to, we always were like going, man, it would be really hilarious if somebody 
made a t-shirt that said this on it. And, uh, you know, a couple years ago, he just decided, screw it. Let's, let's, I don't know, let's do something. It started more as like, I want to make these t-shirts for myself to wear around. And as long as I'm going to invest the effort into designing them <laughs> and making them for myself, we may as well just spin up a little website and put it out there. And if people want to buy, buy it, great. If they don't, I don't really care. Right. Um, which right. was kind of, you know, and that's kind of like the whole thing kind of behind busted rack. Um, so yeah, we started that a couple years ago. It's doing fairly well, you know. It does better with the more effort we put into it, like anything in life. But, you know, we're both busy. He's a business owner. I'm trying to run three businesses plus raise a family so we don't give it as much attention and love as I would like. Um, but it does pretty well for us. And it, it provides some creative relief when we want to post funny memes that I can't otherwise post through my other channels. Give it's us nice. some examples of Busted Rack oh, t-shirts because... I've already got them, bro. You, you sent us... Um, <laughs> Yeah, okay, you got, okay. We, Steve has them pulled up on the iPad in the studio. But oh, my two favorites are you, right there. Probably two years ago. Right? Is that fair? Has it been two years? Yeah, so. probably oh, yeah. about two years, yeah. You sent us a pile of merch. Um, I have one that's like a presidential shirt that says Boone and Crockett, and that's one of my favorite shirts. Um, yeah. I got Make Hunting Great Again with the... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's the Boone and Crockett. I, I have, yeah, I have a new design for the Make Hunting Great Again shirt. That Hopefully we're just gonna red. Make... <laughs> make re-release here before too long i think it says keep uh or make america hunt again is what the new one says oh, that's awesome. it's got more of it's like a presidential seal kind of design with like our it. logo in the middle i like the fred so, bear shirt that you have yeah that not all dope. of our not not all of our stuff is is you know semi-offensive you Dude, know? that uh, that's a really awesome shirt. It's a um, classic green with Fred Bear's like face, like in that black shadow. What's it's, that? Um, yeah. What? There's a. Okay, maybe you're not implying that shirt off another shirt. There's a. I'm drawing a blank. Steve, you'll know. What's that shirt with that guy's face on it? I Just, love Roach in that green shirt. I know he. People call him a freedom fighter, but I know he was like. It's arguable that he's a communist. Oh, a Che Guevara. I, yeah, yeah, Che, che Guevara. Oh. Here, yeah. That's yeah, a, I guess I never thought of that. I mean, maybe. Yeah. You know what? This is honestly modeled after. So my buddy Mike, when we were younger and we were cool and would go to the bars and try to pick up chicks all the time, mostly unsuccessfully, he had a, a really sweet Jim McMahon T-shirt <laughs> that just had Jim McMahon's <laughs> face on it, like in that black kind of outline. Uh-huh. And, uh, like, we, we both always loved that shirt, and we wanted to recreate, like, that style of shirt with somebody else's face on it, so we picked Fred Bear, and dude, that was the inspiration behind it. Private land leaser. That's one of my favorites. That's- <laughs> Shout out to yeah. the, the backcountry hunter guys because I've always said like because they always got the public landowner shirts, and I've always wanted to just get a, like a private land hunter shirt, but like I forgot no. you guys had this one. <laughs> private land leaser is great, dude. I got so many people mad at me when I made, and I just made for one for my. Just for myself, and I like I posted a picture of it, and it said something like "feeling cute." Might go out and trim some shooting lanes later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know, or something like that. Nice. Or and, like I can't wait to ride my ATV to my pre-hung ladder stand over my food <laughs> oh, lot. That's fucking great. Like and dude, all, dude, an all these people were like, "Dude, fuck you, man. What do you got against public land?" I was like, "God, I don't have anything." Like I hunt public land a pretty good amount. I have nothing against it. I just hate the people that wear it around like it's a badge of honor all right of a right the keep grinding shirt is probably the there, best shirt i've ever yeah, seen there's some good ones that's probably the one why cam haynes doesn't like me was the keep grinding <laughs> shirt like i mean maybe maybe that's why he won't talk to me it's got a buck head going into a meat grinder <laughs> and um, it's in that lo- <laughs> i like the uh the food chain with the the primitive dot guy with a bow and all the animals around him 
That was inspired by an old Simpsons graphic. Oh, really? That said, Let uh, me see the food, these. The food oh, chain. I love Roadshed. I've killed more deer than CWD. That's really funny. <laughs> that's, that's by far our number one seller. Probably. Is it really? Yeah, probably eight to one we sell CWD shirts. Pri- Private Land Leaser is my favorite, I think. I, Steve can't buy that shirt. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Keep grinding. That's fucking good. That shit is amazing. That is good. <laughs> I, I love when, like, kind of, like, retro cheese. So, like, not to, not to bring this to pro wrestling, but there's some funny shit that, um... Y- you we're doing get, it, like, I uh, Terry Funk had a shirt, and it was in, the, like, this logo, and it's, like... It said Dusty Sucks Eggs, and it was about Dusty Rhodes, and it was so classic, and it keeps <laughs> coming back in that classic-style font, and it's just, like, dude, the sometimes... Simple but funny is very effective. Like it's just it's it's an amazing thing. Like the you've got the world's okayest hunter. Like who wouldn't want to just buy that shirt and wear it around? You know what? We get a lot of people that buy it as like Father's Day gifts for their dads, yeah, or like for their hunting buddies. Because it's a fucking so, joke. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, that's that's most people that buy that one. Same with the tag soup shirt. I'm redesigning the the print was just a little too thick on the on the front of that. It shirt. is it is very like thick. Yeah, it feels like you're wearing a freaking plastic sheet. Yeah, so my, like my, my chest is sweaty behind like, me. All the, you, could, you could take a piss in that shirt and be okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that one's getting in the process of getting redesigned. Because the same thing with Tag Suit. We get a lot of people buying that one as, like, a gag for, yeah. for their buddies. Yeah, that's a great for, idea, for sure. man. Because it yeah. is a great looking shirt. Steve's literally has it on. and mm-hmm. He does. I like it, man. I think the idea is great. The humor's kind of right up our alley. If, if, I need I need more like hunting celebrities to get busted like doing illegal things so I can make shirts about them because <laughs> like that's what we sell like that wildlife violations shirt like when Busfish got busted for poaching uh-huh. um cuz that's like a, a a parody of the wild game innovations logo and dude we sold uh, Fifty of them in like two hours. Oh man! Like when that hey. thing when that thing came out. I have so, an idea for you. We'll talk about after this to, podcast. I I had to like freaking hire a damn you know oh, intellectual God. property attorney to review all of our artwork to make sure we're not going to get sued. And I think I know where Kurt's going with this one. I got a really good uh, idea for you after this podcast. Are we, are we bringing on the Ritz here or what? I got, no, well, no, I got, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. I'm, I'm looking through the not store. Yet. I'm looking through the store right now. I got one problem. It's too early to tell. Yeah, Doug, Doug's got an issue with, yeah, uh, with I got the deer one killing issue. hat picture. There's a deer killing hat picture with you with a mustache. Yeah, bro. Dude. You're you're kind of fucking jocking Doug style. Yeah, what's actually. that about? <laughs> you gotta, well, hey, man, you need more people to join in the fight to respect nah. the mustache. Yeah, true, and true. For the record, jerk offs, I've been growing mustaches <laughs> jerk off hunting season since like the two thousand seven or eight. I love that so, we just got Yeah, that you just called us jerk offs <laughs> and we laugh about Shut it. Up, stupid. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you take your four hundred fifty hey, grain arrow and shove it up your butt? The only issue bunk. I have is, you know, <laughs> You don't got the upper lip for it that much, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. It's about to be a mustache off. You got a soft well, upper no, lip, for, bro. I do. I, I do. We've always, I do. We, uh, we've always called it like... It looks good, though. Some, I like it. Some people have that really wide upper lip, like Tom Selleck. Yeah, Doug. Yeah. You know, where <laughs> yeah, it's got that really wide mustache. We always called it the lip taint. Is what it's known as. <laughs> and, uh, Maybe uh, your lip and your nose. <laughs> so, yeah. Ooh, a lip taint on that guy. Not, 
Mine's not really wide enough. Hey, I got. I got to be honest. It looks good though, I like Justin. It. I, I don't, don't want to cut you off. I just got to be honest with you. Doug's got a six hundred grain mustache, and you got a four hundred grain <laughs> mustache. <laughs> you see that? That's all right. It, it still slays him just as dead. I love it. Oh, listen here, jerk off. No, I think you got a. You have like my type of mustache. So I'll appreciate. It. I'll give you. I'll give you credit for that. That's a when good mustache. I, when it was really in full effect this fall, Todd and I were filming a show. And like we're in the studio and like we're talking and we kind of like look at each other and he's like, dude, I can't even look at you right now. That's amazing. With, like with that thing on your face. That's how every time I grow a mustache, that's what people say. Like I can't even look at you. <laughs> See, somehow yeah. the mustache works for me. So <laughs> I just leave it yeah. be. I mean, that it picture fits. honestly looks like that's like the last picture they took before they made your Netflix documentary about <laughs> the terrible <laughs> shit you did. You, the deer killing hat was not the last thing you killed. You want, dun, you want, dun, dun. My honest opinion of this photo of you and this mustache, this is on, uh, is this on Bus? Yes, it is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I feel like they're being a little hard on you. I think that's a great photo. I yeah, think you got a killer does. mustache, man. Honestly, I mean, I honestly think Doug would look better in that hat. But you should send Doug a hat so we can take Dude, a picture. I have. Him. I had a mustache for four days and had to renew my license like unannounced at random. <laughs> it, it, it's crazy how it happened, and I look like I got out of a biker gang and murdered and ate six. <laughs> oh people. my god, do you have I it? Just got out of prison, like yeah. Oh yeah, it's terrible. Oh my god, like, I have it's terrible. Terrible. I'm not gonna get in anywhere. I have to go get my photo retaken for I, sure. I have dude, to. No I, way. Yeah, I swear no, you'll to be God, fine. I'm you'll gonna have fine. to. I've got my. I Try walking into a bar with a mullet without a mullet in your license, yeah. dude. I've got it a mullet work. in my license right now. Yeah, like, you don't have a mullet on your upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah, Why but, not? but it could. But you could. Right. Justin, I'm sorry about us. Thank you. Forgive us. You don't a have chance. to apologize. <laughs> you knew what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you call us? Jerkoffs, Promise me once all this stupid quarantine bullshit fades over that you'll come to the studio and actually do oh, do the absolutely. podcast that the people do it deserve. right. Do it right. I agree. Clinton wants to come with me when we do it. Oh, Bring him with man. And have a mustache. Sure. Yeah, you better have a mustache. You're having a mustache off right now. Well, right, you don't have to have a mustache off. Well, I've decided I'm that I'm not shaving until I'm like allowed out of my house. Oh, that's fair. So that's what I'm trying it, to do. I could have a pretty mean beard here before too long. That's you just fair. need to start doing the thing like day twenty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> you have like a just don't shower. Yeah, don't shower yeah. and shave. Just looking like shit. Hey, we but, have to have like video conference meetings for work, so I have to look halfway presentable for no a little way. while. Unless I just get like a cardboard cut out of myself to put in the chair, <laughs> there and you I'll go. just stand off to the side so nobody sees me. That's there funny. Just move the mouth to make it sure you cut the mouth of out of it and just put your lips in there. <laughs> <laughs> With a mustache. Yeah. Um, promise me one thing. After this podcast airs, that you will do one more post to fire the internet up. I'll think of something good. I'm quarantined in the house, dude. I'll do something fun. Okay. Well, I'll I, pick on I'll pick on some you know special minority group. No, in the there's a lot out there. Wow. Minority oh group. God. <laughs> well, the, the, the special interest groups, not special. minorities. Just minorities within our community. China. I got an idea <laughs> that might work, but. We'll talk after air. Okay, we'll talk All right, good after air. All right, so yeah, let's go to bustedrack.com, and you can get free shipping on all orders over $45. So Justin's pretty proud of his product. So. Can we like? Can Anything. we set up a promo code for your guys if yeah. they want to buy stuff? Do you yes, want to? Set, set it up right now because yeah. we got a week to Dude, this Dude, WCB sucks. No, WCB. WCB, it's right. easy. W, uh, WCB will do... Uh, 25% off whatever you guys want to buy. Oh, WCB. I'm Busted Rack. My guy. I'm Busted Rack.com. Okay. WCB at Busted Rack.com. Save 25%? 25%. Yeah. 
25% off whatever you guys want. Yes, sir. Wow. Can I use that? I might. You really are quarantined, aren't you? Damn. <laughs> You're going crazy. All right. I like that. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on the show. I, I really wish you were in studio. we got to make that happen now. This is kind we of will. just the precursor to that. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, I appreciate your time. What I want to do is let you get some closing thoughts, a plug, whatever you got to do right now to make yourself happy before we end this episode. We just did my plug. I only have two plugs. Go to bowhunting.com. Check out what we got there. Go to bustedrack.com. Use the promo code WCB. Get 25% off whatever you guys want to order. I'll leave that, that promo code up forever. You guys just keep using it. It will never expire, Damn. and we'll just leave it there. Rad, man. Right, guys, buy him, buy him out of all of his shit, so he regrets that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, it'll give me something to do to make more hats and shirts yeah. while I'm quarantined yeah, in my house. Orders I'm buying me. the public land leaser shirt for sure. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Sweet. Private land leaser. Eric, go ahead. You got anything? No, thank you, Justin, for coming on. We definitely got you in the studio. We'll have a good time. Oh yeah. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate uh, it. Always a good time talking to you, and uh, we'll see you when you get here. Sounds good. Thanks, boys. Yeah, hey, Justin, uh, real quick, I hope you enjoyed that video that me and Doug uh, filmed for you at the ATA. It was, I actually just watched it the other day. <laughs> he just watched it. I feel like, I feel like it was bad. Well, my what video? Compl- yeah, what video is this? Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> it's I feel like we did bad. Yeah. Well, no, they went around, my guys went around and they asked all the, the, the media personalities that were there, like, besides your own show, if you have one, what's your favorite hunting show to watch? We just wanted to get an idea of like what all the other people yeah. are watching, I like me and, and you guys were like, uh, "Definitely not Bowhunter Die" because that's like the worst show out there. Well, well, I didn't know I mean, about this. You get set us up either. like that and expect oh, that yeah. not to happen. Yeah, somehow they got Steve and Doug of all the freaking people. Cause, I was cause like, you got our alternative. You get celebrities. Yeah, we're sailor with Rut Daniels. <laughs> that is true. You said celebrities. Yeah, and, and your boys come up. We're sailor with Rut Daniels, and uh, your boys come up. They're like, "Hey, can we get a video of you guys with celebrities?" I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead and grab Rut." They're like, "Well, you guys too." Like, no. Yeah, no, yeah no, we're sitting next to Rut Daniels. Like, yeah, got, get Rut. Like, got, no, got, you too. I'm like, I was like. Do you want us to do this serious? And he's like, I don't know. Justin just told us to get whoever we can. I'm like, all right, well, whatever <laughs> we can. I'm like, I'm like, we're at the barbecue him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't give a fuck what you guys do. So we did it. Uh, <laughs> that's really funny. I didn't know about that. I didn't either. It was amazing. We were hoping it would pop out because it was fun. It never came out, though. They hate us. I don't know. I don't blame them. <laughs> Can you blame them? Would you troll them like that on their own video? <laughs> what? Of course they're not going to air oh, it. But it was, Why it was can't funny? we troll? Hey, I'm, no, I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Good, good humor. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, like, you guys could have plugged us. We could have been on a video with Bowhunter. We had the hats on. No, we did. We're like, yeah, because I think we said we're from Working Class Bowhunter, and uh, they were like, oh, what's your favorite? Yeah, it was it, it was fun. It was hilarious. We were, dude, we were laughing. I tried not to <laughs> laugh when Doug was doing his. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. It's good. Kurt, was, what do you got? I was not sober. Thank so. you, Eric. Justin, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you. I knew it was going to be a good time. I appreciate you kind of like, I like the mid-school, old-school for us type conversation. Yeah. That really, like, I don't know. I love that type of stuff. No yeah. bullshit. Um, so I appreciate you kind of taking us a trip down, like, the history of where you've been and kind of brought me back a little bit to me growing up in the hunting game. So I would appreciate your time and you taking us through that whole journey. No problem, guys. Well, anyway, man, time to close her out. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app.